0: And now things are being recorded. And now we start another day, another week. And now our watch has ended. No, it just begun. Here we go.
1: (laughs) This episode of Humble and Fred is coming to you live from home bases in Brampton and Toronto. And now, here are two men who checked their health gauge and found out they lost an hour yesterday, so they connected to the GigSky Internet to check if a Chambers plan covers it and that their retirement Sherpa investments are still okay enough to afford a Bodog bet on getting that hour back while using Canna Cannabis to just slow things
0: down. Ooh. Go Daddy! Wow, It's helpful and Fred <laughs> I like that is. That, That's creativity That creativity. was really good uh, Especially creativity. the last part Go daddy
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wow I couldn't figure how to work it into No it was perfect It's Dan Duran, everybody Dad, yeah. we love that yeah. Yeah. Put you a little know, work into that huh? I feel bad you No know, it does It sounds like it worked it and, yeah. Yeah. and we can't ignore that kind of effort Because that's more effort than we put into today's show I I <laughs> <laughs> guarantee <laughs> It was a lot more effort than I gave. Yeah, you guys just woke up, and now here you are. Hey you, you guys got are- <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys are grown men. I'm just a pale imitation when it comes to household knowledge and things, but I do have a question. I bought some groceries. Rachel and I were out on the weekend, and Fred and I were just discussing this before the show. Uh, now that Phil isn't here, both of us are having to supply each office. With coffee. So I bought some coffee, you bought some coffee. So I went downstairs. I I basically bagged the coffee and I left it down here on the landing because I knew I would bring it down to the office. Anyway, I opened it up this morning. I'm like, oh, damn. I left a frozen pizza in the same bag. I didn't realize it was in the coffee bag. Are you with me so far? Yeah. This gripping story. (laughs) So my question is this frozen pizza, which is supposed to stay frozen until you make it has now been out in the air since saturday afternoon can i yeah, make it still is it gone is it mm, is it off and, and and all it is yeah. is just I, I i it's like a you know typical frozen pizza i don't even remember what's
3: on well, it. I, I didn't know you could order frozen pizza with amazon to begin with oh i didn't do this on it Am- no oh, okay. I, I i went shopping <laughs> I no.
0: brought it back to a home. Physical store. I went to a store. Oh. Yeah, I get right. what you're going after, but you have to. It doesn't really jive because I bought the groceries. Okay, anyway, no, I know, I know, I know.
2: I know. You're doing one of
1: Usually the yeah. we get our coffee through Amazon. Yes. Right. Well, okay. So here's here's the question then: Can so I there's make, a Should has, I? Eat? Has the pizza been in the uh, danger zone that they talk about with uh, you know public health whatever for more than four hours? Which is like, I don't know, it's like, a, in, you know, where bacteria can start forming. So so I think it, if it was Saturday that you did that, I think you're done. Yeah, okay. So, If then, there's any meat on it, I suppose if it's just bread. No, nah, I, I,
0: it's like, a, that's a good question. What's on it? I think it's just mushroom and, and some um, pepperoni or something. I don't remember. But I got to throw it out, right?
3: Uh, I don't know. I might give it a try. There's so many additives and stuff, junk on that those frozen pizzas. Who knows? It might be fine. Might be fun. It might be fine. <laughs> you said who knows? It might be fine. Here, get here's get the, mildly uh, poisoned. Here, I'll give you a little. Uh, here's what I did once. I went to the pie commission, and I got. I think I got half a dozen pies. Right, and then they were boxed four and two. And then down here where the freezer is, I opened the door and I put the four in. Then I lost sort of concentration, did something else. And a couple of days later, I came down and the two pack was still there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So I thought, oh, I love these pies. I don't want to wreck it. It was about 36 hours. Okay. Okay. So I just grabbed it and threw it back in the freezer and I kept note of it. So the next time we had pies, I took the one that had been sitting out and I gave my sweet one that had never lost its frozenness. And it was fine. I I, I was fine. You know, while I was eating and I was thinking, oh, fuck, I hope I don't get sick. But I didn't. But I didn't want to throw it away. And that was about 36 hours. Well, remember it goes from a frozen. It goes from a frozen state yes. slowly yes. to thawed. So a, a good it. portion of that thirty-six hours was okay. I'm so glad that story had a happy ending. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how long does uh, how long does hair pie stay fresh? Uh, hmm? huh? Oh, always, yeah. <laughs> always fresh. Always fresh What uh, You know, I feel bad for Dan Because Dan went to all the effort of creating a, a fantastic intro for our show today And <laughs> just before we started recording uh, For reasons I, I still can't explain uh, Fred says to Dan, what time zone is your cock in? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I feel bad for Dan Because Dan doesn't need that all the time Yeah, it's behind the scenes stuff That's that, some know.
1: behind the scenes stuff there Right Oh well, oh, hey, right. it is. It's the beginning of a new week, a new yeah. time zone. Uh, the uh, end of the exactly. uh, the end of the winter seems to be near, <laughs> even though we got a, a bunch of snow here. i haven't even shoveled it yet. I I lost my I lost my uh, my mojo on the snow shoveling. Oh, Just, it's
0: very very disheartening. The uh, the weekend weather, yeah, and that was wretched. In fact, <laughs> I think they used the word wretched on the weather network, network
3: forecast. <laughs>
0: It was like it's just yeah. going to be wretched. Stay inside.
3: I was at I was in Georgetown about four times this weekend in Mayfield Road between here and Georgetown with the open fields, the snow squalls, like the visibility almost zero. Yeah. Well, by the way, on that note, yesterday afternoon, John uh, Johnny Slapshot, he's in the final of this Georgetown tournament. Yes, the championship game. They take a 3-2 lead into the final minute. With 13 seconds to go, the other team scores to tie it. And in the first minute of overtime, they lose it. It was, oh. Wait a second. Is, Is Johnny playing for the Georgetown Leafs? (laughs) <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that his That's team? He said. I looked at Delise and I said, "What is it about the hockey teams I follow?" <laughs> it's so, yeah, it's all about you, isn't That's it? Right.
0: Hey, maybe it's you. Maybe you're the one. <laughs> what if, yeah, you, Fred. Fred all of a sudden has this realization. Wait a second, I'm the problem.
3: You know, you know, it's just that minor hockey uh thing too. The way. You, it sticks with the parents and the grandparents l- way longer than it does with the kids. Yeah. Of like it was excruciating that puck dribbled over the line to tie the game. And then they lose it because in the final minute, I'm thinking I'm going to keep my eyes on Johnny. And when they win the championship, I want to see him jump off the bench and how he's going to celebrate. Like I had, I had it all tied yeah. away, ready you got to ahead go. of yourself. Yeah. How did Johnny feel about it? Uh, he was sad. Uh, he was wondering why Fred was crying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we just, you know, you give him the old pep talk it's a learning experience. And remember, next time you won't want to feel like that. And, you know, and all that stuff. Mm. All that Are you sure stuff. you didn't say just get used to this disappointment? <laughs> yes, yeah. is how it is. <laughs> But it's um, funny you say that, Howard, because I'm thinking, you know, I follow the Leafs. Why is it always the teams that I follow this happens to? But I'm thinking, the team that won, there's got to be Leaf fans on that team. Like, on oh, that team. Yeah, but they're not as, as cursed as you are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not anywhere near. <laughs> um, but back to the weather. Your curse, your curse takes priority. Back to yeah, the I mean. weather. Uh, Rachel and I, uh, Dan was with uh, us this weekend. Or Friday night, Dan was in town, went to a play as Dan does, his friend Linda Cash, she's the Philadelphia cream cheese, was for years that the angel. Just to give you some context, uh, we all had breakfast together. Took Dan, uh, Humble and Fred Radio, took Dan out for breakfast on Saturday morning to Eggalicious here in the Etobicoke area. Remember that mm-hmm. place? Yep.
1: That was a beautiful,
0: beautiful morning. And anyway, the yeah. point is, we drop Dan back here, and then Rachel and I go to my regular Saturday doctor appointment, which is I go every Saturday to, to my doctor's <laughs> now.
3: Is that physical
0: or your therapist? Which uh, physical. Oh, okay. uh, therapist is online. <laughs> so, um, but as we were driving to Mississauga, I don't know if you saw that sky. It was just... It was disturbing. It's like midday Saturday, and it starts snowing sideways to the point where Rachel <laughs> remarks to me, Oh, I hope Dan will be okay. I'm like, Dan's going to be fine. We're from Western Canada, we understand how the weather works. But yeah, she was quite worried that you were going to be driving home through a, you know, a wretched snowstorm.
1: Yeah, no, I, you, that was more localized. Yeah, it I was. Get that
3: snowstorm, yeah. Well, that's what I, I said, my, what I
1: had was like blowing snow across the highway here and there, but, you okay. know, it wasn't
0: that big of a Well, by Lake Ontario, yeah. it was uh, gross. Yeah.
3: yeah, those were lake effect snow squalls. They're yeah. horrid. Mm-hmm. The way they just come up on you out of nowhere, it's dangerous. You know, I'm a, I'm a white knuckler when it comes to that stuff. My son, you know, a couple of weeks ago, it's snowing like a bastard here. And I said, are you going to hang out here until the snow? Uh, passes and he goes, No, I love driving in this stuff. How do you love driving in this stuff? Like to him it's a, it's an adventure. I yeah. I'm just well, I just see guardrails and stuff. In, <laughs> well, that's the difference <laughs> and insurance claims, right?
0: No, it's a difference between being yeah. what is he, thirty six and you're sixty six.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You know. I always worry about somebody piling into the back of me. That's what I'm always thinking about.
0: Right. I'm not
1: worried about me hitting something. I'm <laughs> worried about somebody hitting me.
0: Can I I just remembered something from breakfast. Do you mind if I tell the story of, of us I having went. to wipe? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how that happened. Hey, listen, I'm no better. And you know me. I eat pretty quickly. Although I've tried to slow down since I've been on the Noom. But uh, so we're having. And I, I went way off the Noom diet on Saturday morning. I had a three-egg super sausage eggs benedict thing with fries what well, no uh, home fries and uh, the whole thing it was like a thousand calories it was awesome so well, we're sounds all ha- like more than a thousand to me <clears throat> well, I, listen i it's funny you say that i put it into the app i said three egg egg benedict uh, for noom anyway that's not the point so we're all having mm-hmm. eggs uh Dad uh did you have an eggs, Benedict too? yeah, I did yeah, with uh, the salmon, so the point is it's very sauce so sauce forward, as the kids mm-hmm. like to say, yeah. and at one point we're having a nice conversation we're eating he's eating Rachel's beside me, and both of us look up, and there is a splotch I'm not talking about a dot, a splotch of egg high up on Dan's near his hairline, like way up here, <laughs> and I said uh. Dan, you've got a little bit of, and then Rachel reaches over with a napkin like a mom, and wipes the egg off Dan's face. And we had quite a, you know, a little bit of fun saying, "Oh, there, Dan had egg on his face. Get it, egg? Mm. You see?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I don't know how it got up there, man. Because I don't like, even know. It wasn't know. A, like it was quite a bit. It was like half an eggs Benny worth of juice. <laughs> Maybe
3: it splashed up from Howard's plate. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. I never thought of that.
3: Egg squirt. (laughs) During during his his, attack. That's funny. During
0: his attack. (laughs) Some of it catapulted over to Dan, who was uh, fairly uh, sitting right across from me. Um, Anyway, it was great seeing you, Dan.
1: Yeah, it was great to. Thank you, uh, Humble. Thank you, Fred, for that breakfast. That was Um, a memorable one.
3: And the poor Dan, soon as. As soon as you brought that to his attention, he's thinking, oh, yeah, I know they're going to be talking about Monday morning. Yeah. Well, I've forgotten it, to be honest. Um, no, you anyway, didn't. you just <laughs> I forgotten
0: Obviously, until just now. Uh, hey, Jackie Delaney joins us again. She works for a senator in Ottawa. She'll have some stuff to say about the Freedom Con. Boy, every time I say that now, I just want to laugh out loud because those yeah. idiots, as I mentioned last week, they've got to be so embarrassed now that they say what real freedom uh, when they see mm-hmm. the Ukrainian people and the freedoms
3: they've had taken away from them. Anyway. Yeah. I, I don't know how people are still holding on to that. You know, even a, a column in the Sun, I forget the guy's name, some right wing wacko, you know, his final line is, and all it was was uh, was um, a togetherness in a bouncy ca- castle. And it's like, I'm
0: going to let go of that, the bouncy castle. I know. Um, I sent you. Uh, And I I was made aware of this because of TikTok But I sent you the full episode of this weekends Or whenever they do the uh, Fifth Estate Okay We're going to talk about it a little bit later But I sent it to you And maybe we can talk about it more tomorrow Once you've watched it But I recommend everyone does Because you'll see that a huge amount of support And whatever momentum behind the Freedom Convoy And I'm saying that with quotations now Was based on religion As we all know And uh, you'll get a really good sense if you watch The Fifth Estate of how it, it began again in Alberta. Dan Duran will join us later on for Humble and Fred News. And uh, we're see looking forward... Man. Yeah, thank you, Daniel. Yeah,
2: I'll see you then.
0: Dan, you're a good yeah. fellow.
2: Thank you. All right. Well, you, we are I appreciate it. And
0: uh, very interesting, too, an interview today. It started with me talking about, you know, thinking I, I was going to fall while I was alone. Somebody heard us talking about it. You know, being alone and falling And it turns out there's a uh, an organization uh, And a guy that uh, works with it Jim Kloss will be our guest And it's going to be an interesting conversation About aging in place He uh, is a consultant for uh, baby boomers And people that are aging and want to stay in their homes And I think it'll be a, an interesting conversation Especially for the people listening to our
3: show Right on Yeah We all have that staring us in the eye, don't we? Yeah, uh speaking of which,
0: uh, we got a couple of emails that we'll uh we'll get to as well that one of which addresses that issue. So uh let's start this week if we can. Let me just get this. Here we go. Hi guys.
3: Hi guys Hi guys The down. Hi guys Um All right, why don't you start? Uh, This is from Darren Coulter. He put his name on it, so I will read it. Really enjoy your show. Well, about 15 to 20 minutes of it anyway. It's your show, and you can do anything you want. Trump 2024. Darren. So, as we've often said, like, we find it interesting these people that still stand behind Trump or think it's acceptable, and... You know, rather than belittle them, we welcome them onto the show. And that's basically what I did. We did. I said, hi, Darren. Great to hear from you. Uh, We have to get you on the show to talk about this. As Howard was saying this morning, after all we've seen and heard from Trump, how could anyone vote for the guy or support him? The racist dog whistles, his ignorance of the world, his grifting, his lying, his horrendous handling of the virus, and his hoodwinking millions of Americans into thinking he's actually working for them when he's really just working for himself. We could also touch on his infatuation with that fine human being, Vladimir Putin. You know, the genius. Anyway, I went on to say, you know, come on, and you can have the floor and talk. Like, win us over. Tell us why, on what level... From one angle, the man is still acceptable, and uh, we haven't heard back yet. Uh,
0: I, you're so much mm-hmm. more, more patient, articulate about this. I, I mean, I, I, I sometimes I weigh in because we both get the emails. Just so you know, mm-hmm. I see whatever Fred sees. Humble and Fred at Radio dot com. I also see Fred's response, and I don't know if I don't have the energy or do I. I don't care to weigh it in, and and very often I don't. Fred does. That's great. And, and I think your your response to him was fantastic. To yeah, on that um, point, though, did uh-huh. you hear this last caper that Donald Trump is now asking his donors to help him refund his plane? So he's no different than Kenneth Copeland and any of those guys, and Joel Olstein. It's all the same, uh-huh. uns- and unfortunate. It's all the same sad pool of of people who can ill afford it.
3: I don't know if I, we talked about this on the air or off the air last week, in, or, uh, last week after we got back. You know, when I'm in Florida, I saw a lot of in the area that I was a couple of streets over. There was a lot at Panama City Beach, Laguna Beach, actually. There was a lot of neighborhoods with just trailers on them, like those long, ugly trailers that people live in because that climate allows for that. And it was the typical thing it was the pickup truck and the junk in front of the yard and they i 'm telling you to a truck to a car had trump's uh, stickers on them and I thought back to what Hillary Clinton had said back when she was running against Trump, you know he attracts deplorables, and she was criticized for that. but like Trudeau nailed the truckers, she nailed these people, and when I looked at them, I thought, you know the reason Trump's had so many he won the first time. And had so many votes the second time is because these people came out and voted for him, and they hadn't voted before. These a lot of these guys had never ever voted in their life, and but they came out for Donald Trump, and they probably will again. Because I thought, you know, if I if I could knock on the door and say, "Hey, do you want a beer and sit down and talk to them," I would. You you would be appalled because of what you would hear, but so there's Trump's numbers right there. That that's why 75 million people voted for him in the last election. Yeah, all true. I mean,
0: the, the the moniker deplorable doesn't comply. I, I, I know why it struck such Uh a nerve and and worked against her because, you know, I saw that there, there was an, uh, there's a neighborhood or a section of the Palm Springs area where I was, a place called Indio, which is you know not the fanciest of places, although parts of it are. A lot of those communities with long trailers, and again, I'd see a lot of conservative flags or conservative, you know, you see GOP stuff. But they're not terrible people, and the, and the thing I I've come to realize is they're the people that could most use a hand up from the government or a hand out socialism and yet he cares not he doesn't care about them and yet they're the ones who could most benefit from somebody caring about them but they'd never vote for the the bernie sanders or the libtards whatever they call them and yet that would do them more good than voting for this douchebag
3: no i know. when you see a jeep with big tires driving down you know front beat front beach road in Panama City Beach, and the stereo is blasting away, so everybody has to listen to it, and yeah. there's a flag stuck in the back that says, fuck Joe Biden. Yeah. To me, I mean, that's the deplorable category, and again, yeah, I, don't no, for sure. of, yeah, I, I don't know how many, yeah, I don't know how many, because I'm just thinking, you know, <laughs> here it is, it's the beginning of March, and there's a lot of kids on the beach, and people with their families, but, you know, The stereo's loud, so you look his way, and then the big... and I'm not talking with anything blanked out It just says fuck Joe Biden
0: No I hear you and, and that's the deplorable element She was referring to the white supremacist The confederate mm-hmm. flag and in Canada Now the upside down you know that's the new thing mm-hmm. The upside down Canadian flag That symbolizes you know Freedom and our rights <laughs> were taken away From us and all that stuff mm-hmm. I, I can't actually you know what we should talk about That fifth estate thing tomorrow because I want you to have Seen it because it'll you're gonna okay. you, I'll tell you in the first 10 minutes of it you're gonna lose Your shit
3: anyway but you know what the what the pushback on that will be it's the cbc the only oh show uh,
0: yeah so. i know but but one you know of the that. guys james lauder is his name one of the guys that sort of inadvertently organized it or was the yeah. sort of catalyst of it anyhow but back to the deplorables my point about them is they aren't all bad people no oh, you're right mm-hmm. and it's the irony is they could most use build back better mm-hmm. i'm not being obama but they could, by the way, Obama's got the Rona. Did you hear about uh-huh. that? Yeah. Poor, sweet Obama. Yep. Scratchy throat. That's all he says. Uh-huh. I've, I've talked to now dozens of people recently that had it. Uh, three or four days, got a bit of a cold, felt kind of uh-huh. shitty, felt okay. Um, but those people we're talking about in the trailer parks and the people that, you know, have the flags with the let's go, Brandon, and fuck Joe Biden and stuff, they really could use the assistance, right
3: and they're not going to get it and they're not going to get it mm-hmm. um okay back to uh this well you know what they are going to get from donnie they're going to get the racist dog whistles and they're going to that stuff that's music to their ears yeah that you know And maybe that makes them feel better on some level but i don't i,
0: I also don't believe those seven, i don't believe all those 75 million are racist, and et cetera, et cetera. Go down the shopping list. A oh, percentage of, of them no. are. But yeah. again, sadly, they're being, that's why this, you know, the idea of being grifted. That's what mm-hmm. they are. They're being conned. Mm-hmm. Listen, the man calls his private jet Trump Force One, and you still vote for him. <laughs> like, seriously. Mm-hmm. All right. Hi, uh, here's a couple others. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Uh, our friend James Needham remember my uh, big James uh, grocery guy yeah very nice to us and he moved to the bahamas also came back down uh, came home i should say he says the first day i moved to the bahamas i fell down the stairs in my com- condo and then in brackets the dumbass used furniture polish to the dumbass oh i see <coughs> who, who whoever owned it used furniture polish to shine the stairs anyway he says i fell down the stairs and thought holy shit i'm going to die alone here as I was talking about after Saget being a little nervous and paranoid in uh, Palm Springs. And then, of course, thinking, well, I'm by myself here a lot, having a shower, walking downstairs. And he says to me, look at it this way, Howard. The longest your body will be rotting with Stan licking, you will likely only be a day, will only be a day. And then as Fred will panic when you don't sign into the show. So he doesn't think I'll be rotting here for more than a day or so. Actually, I'll probably rot here less time. Then the pizza and Yeah <laughs> Finishes by saying Stay strong <clears throat> Thank you James and Misha. What was
3: that pizza worth?
0: Not much hmm. It was a smaller one Like a single oh. Like
3: a Dr. Utker? Yeah
0: something? something Like less Probably 10 or 12 dollars Oh Yeah You might want to toss it uh, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, by the way Darren No I'm sorry Who's the friend from uh, Buffalo That we were just talking about Before the show Mike, Mike McAuliffe. McAuliffe? Mm-hmm. How do you say his name? I say McAuliffe. Okay. Well, let's just acknowledge, maybe you can, all the nice notes we got from Mike. He's one of our Patreons, a Hundy P. Yeah.
3: You know, he actually came to the show once, I think, like like years ago, like when we were still at the edge, okay. actually. Okay. I think it goes back that far. <clears throat> he's always been a great supporter, loves the Blue Jays, hates the Leafs, loves the Sabres. Him and I often exchange uh, notes about sports, and uh, he has reached out and invited us to a Blue Jay game this summer. We'll uh, we'll talk about that, and uh, he's just an all-around good guy. I'm not sure...
0: Uh, if that's going to work, all three of us going. But, you know, absolutely, you go. I, I was thinking about that, though, after his generous invitation, that the, the last few summers, probably, it's been a few years now, but, I, you know, for a long time, I would go to at least a couple Blue Jay games a year. I enjoyed it. Oh. <laughs> and for a while now, I haven't. I'm thinking I'm going to go back now that you can do that once again. I think Rachel and I would enjoy that.
3: Yeah, and the team's going to be so good this year. And it's
0: a fun afternoon,
3: and it's a nice no. way to
0: spend the,
2: you know a it few really hours.
3: Is. But see, they announced on the weekend, Howard, that no Major League Baseball player unvaccinated will be allowed to come into Canada. So say the Yankees have three or four players unvaxxed, which I think they do. When they come to Toronto, they will not be allowed into the country, and they will not be paid, which I found fascinating, because Major League Baseball, in conjunction with the Toronto Blue Jays, said, yeah, this is fine. If they're not vaxxed, they're not coming into your country, we agree, and they won't be paid for their decision uh, of not being vaxxed. Uh, so that's going to be an interesting thing to watch this summer. I was, I heard that, uh, just
0: came across it briefly this morning on Twitter, I think, and, and I wanted to ask you about, I, I mean it seems like we're going to start to drop some of the vaccine requirements locally, Mm -hmm. but there's still going to be a vaccine passport requirement internationally is what I surmise from that. Yeah.
3: Um, Yesterday, yesterday, and that's uh, in place for the entire 2022 season. Yesterday, the Leafs uh, and the Sabres play at Tim Hortons field in Hamilton. I still can't figure out why, but they did. I noticed a lot of Buffalo fans, so I'm thinking a lot of them, I guess, went to the border and got their rapid test, because you're allowed to just have a rapid test now and then come over for the game and then went home. But that adds a dimension to it. I mean, obviously adds to the cost of the game. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Wait a second, so they
0: played an outdoor game yesterday? Yes. But not the classic. That's not...
3: Well, they call this the Heritage Series, and then there's the Stadium Series, and then there's the Big Game on New Year's Day. Yeah, that's the one the, I'm the Winter about. Classic. Yeah, the We're Winter gonna, Classic. But I, uh, you know, the Scotiabank Arena seats twenty thousand, and I think Buffalo does too. So they went to all this pain and and effort for twenty four thousand outdoor. I don't like. I, honestly, I don't get it. And then you're putting your players at risk, you know, because they were playing in, in squalls and wind and snow on the ice where, you know, you, you could get e- injured a lot easier. Yeah, than, the ice you know, has I mean, got
0: a little bit more. It can be, yeah, you, yeah. you, you catch a, an edge on something. But I'm, I'm curious, though, what if, I, if you and I go to a—what if we want to go to a Buffalo Bills game <laughs> next fall? You're
3: fine. You don't need— but, like, but to come you know, back, don't we need to get a rap test? Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely to come back. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Well, that's what I'm talking about. How did ca- yeah. so didn't didn't Canadian fans in that uh, cross the border to see a Bills game this year? I guess, yeah. Okay,
3: yeah, but um, um, obviously Canadian attendance was way down. Yeah, for sure. We're gonna talk <laughs> a little hey bit guys.
0: a little bit more sports in a second here with, uh, of course, our Bodog friends. Hey Uh, There's a couple of, uh, there's actually a huge, uh, in my world, a huge sporting event taking place and finishing up today. Uh, This is from Brad Urbanowitz, who is a huge supporter of this program. Thank you, Brad. He says, that was a very good show with Freeway Frank. Our friend Frank last week, he never went nuts on you guys, and it was a very civil conversation. He did sort of go off on that fake news stuff, but Howard reeled it in, and you both let him state his claims. Even if they were a bit out there with all that weird stuff, most of them say about all these mandates. And then he goes on to talk about it sucks that his sponsorship abandoned him, etc. And uh, he thought that Frank's numbers were pretty good. And if you recall, he had some 10,000 downloads for 11 episodes. It's fantastic. Brad Urbanowitz from London, Ontario. Thank you for your participation.
3: You know, <clears throat> for the balance of Thursday, I actually felt a little bad, sad, because I just, I think Frank just sounds silly to me, and it's, and I thought, you know, I like the guy, and he came on our show, and yeah, it didn't get into a pissing match or anything, but, you know, that whole classic line, you well, know, I know some doctors, and I, well, okay, yeah, you know, you know some no, doctor. I know, when he said, at like, a, Who are they? some doctors said to him privately
0: that he should, oh, yeah, listen,
3: Like, I I just felt bad. And, you know, I brought those things up because on his podcast, he always talks about, you know, real conversation and uh, uh, talking to each other. And when you on his podcast, he said that he said, you must if you had a vax, you must feel dirty. I had to bring that up. But I just uh, and then right on the shows, maybe I shouldn't have said that. It's like, well, buddy. I know yeah. <clears throat> But you know in this world now It's not like in, in this
0: world of thousands of people Doing thousands of podcasts Yeah If it hadn't been Freeway Frank We would have never heard of it And Yes You know the number yeah. of It's not like he was saying that On his Montreal radio show Where no. Potentially Hundreds of thousands could hear it uh, Anyway One other point okay, I'll sorry. make too And, and,
3: and, and I don't, gonna, we, we
0: need to move on ahead of Jackie
3: Okay Okay go just quickly um uh these people like frank and that whole side they they always talk about you know the mainstream media sucks well it's amazing how they always leave out detail as well like they're just as bad they're just as guilty you know it's modified for their argument like again he you know what took place in ottawa no of course he he doesn't want to talk about the kids and the gas tanks and the you know, taking away the rights Of the people that live in Ottawa Doesn't want to talk about that You know, and other things yeah.
0: too Remember, we're going to be We're going to come yeah. back to this subject In about yeah. 10 minutes with Jackie okay. Delaney All right. I wanted to get you back to some sports Because we have to talk about uh, Bodog, but first I want to talk about Health Gage, and yesterday When the uh, time changed First thing I do Is I go and sync up my Health Gage Watch With my HealthGage app And uh, it works uh, together so well I can't even tell you It was super easy HealthGage.com is where you find out more about This amazing device that Both of us are wearing Lots of Humble and Fred people are now You can get your discount I'm sorry if you missed out on the BOGO thing But now uh, Now's the time to get the Humble and Fred 15% discount Use the code HumbleFredHG At checkout healthcage.com and check out your blood pressure, your oxygen saturation your heart rate your calories burned and of course in my case, first thing I check is how much sleep did I, or did I or did I not get what is your average by the way do you average over 7 hours at your age, it's pretty good if oh, you yeah. do oh yeah, I would say yeah do you know? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm averaging between six and a half to seven a night, which is amazing for me. But it's great to know mm-hmm. things like that. The data that is captured by HealthGage's sensors. And of course, if you use the app, you can find out so many other things. You can just keep track of your overall health picture with HealthGage.com. Humble Fred HG for 15% at checkup.
3: And speaking of health, the Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, a good way to stay on top of your health if you have a small business. Uh, Go to chamberplan.ca today, get a free quote. Yes, your small business can be part of this. Uh, You know, prescriptions and dental uh, coverage, uh, therapies, the teledoc system, on and on. And they've done a great job over the past few years of keeping premiums down. You can do that. When together, a bunch of small companies, uh, you know, it looks like a big company. So, of course, the buying power is a lot better. They can keep the premiums down, and you can provide for your company a great benefits package. Go to ChamberPlan.ca today. See the testimonials, all the small businesses. It is working for them. It can work for you. ChamberPlan.ca. Uh, All right. We can get to um, we can get to Bodog later,
0: but uh, let's talk about Brady. Mm -hmm. I asked you before the show. I said, is this true? Are you aware of this story? It came up yesterday during the third round golf coverage of the players championship that somehow or another somebody mentioned Tom Brady unretiring. And I was like, oh, so I wrote down I should ask Fred. So take me through it. He he made a, because the last I heard, this was in when I was in California, that he made a statement, I'm retiring.
3: Yeah. And then what happened? From what I gather, he just, you know, he had second thoughts and uh, spoke to his wife. And uh, it was a family decision that, yes, he should give it one more kick at the can. And uh, so that's what he's going to do. And he spun it like, you know, unfinished business. Oh, okay. Um, I guess that's winning another Super Bowl. Of course, we've talked about this on the show. When he won that Super Bowl the year before last or last year, um, that would have been the perfect time to retire. And uh, he wants, you know, he's in great shape. He was still one of the best quarterbacks in the in the league. And I guess... If his wife said, "Yeah, you know, we can live without you for another six or seven months this year," yeah, he decided to come back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that's part. That's the part that I'm like, "What?"
0: Just tell me why do you think? What are your thoughts about why he retired initially, and what do you think is the real reason, other than? Ath- oh, I don't know. It's other than what's it's what athletes do. They just they can't retire. He. It's nothing to do with his wife. So you can go off, you know what I mean? Let's be serious. But I thought when he retired, I'm like, I didn't really read much about it, other than oh, okay, he's forty-four.
3: He will be, I think. Yeah.
0: So I thought, oh well, that's the reason. I mean, didn't he had a he had a decent year with Tampa Bay last year? hmm Missed the playoffs, did he not? Or they made the playoffs?
3: No, they made the playoffs. They have made the playoffs. Yep. And were beat by whom? Maybe Green Bay. I yeah. can't remember. Come on, eh? It's a few weeks ago. All right. But you're the sports director of the program. <laughs> so then when I, I heard...
0: the they ask, lose to the Rams, maybe, maybe. I mean, whatever, but uh, he had a decent year. And I just thought, well, he must have looked at himself and went, I don't you know if I'm going to put my body through this for one more year. Uh-huh. But athletes are funny that way, right? I just can't step away. That's what
3: I yes. think it is. And, you know, not to... Maybe I'll push back a little bit. When you get to be 44 and you have kids the age of his kids and the time that being an NFL quarterback consumes for six or seven months a year, I think a family thing is a consideration. I really do. Because in those formative years, because those guys, you know, that's a full... Well, I don't have to tell you. You know, it's not like just every Sunday I go play football. No, like I know. It's six, seven days a week, all day long at... So I think there is some consideration there, to be honest, but the actual decider, maybe not. Uh, but oh, I is, see what you are saying. Like, yeah, yeah. he might have
0: he might have made a decision to step away, thinking these are the years that I am going to be most missed, whatever ages yes. kids are. By and then kids, after thinking yeah. about it, but but I think somewhere inside Tom Brady, he feels like he can still compete. If he didn't f- feel like he could mm-hmm. compete, he wouldn't come back.
3: Yeah, and it you know it's a. You know, he's taking a big chance here because, say, the team isn't very good this year. They don't make the playoffs and they just have like an average also ran year. Then it's you can't help but look and say, Tom, man, you had your opportunity. But I guess, you know. Yeah. But he,
0: as far as image Tom Brady's I mean, even a casual observer mm-hmm. like me knows that Tom Brady's image isn't going to be tarnished by a. You know, a, a 50 you know, 50% win season. He's just going to walk away. You know, people will think, well, you know, maybe that extra year was a bit of a drag. It came mm-hmm. up on the broadcast yesterday. It was a weird day, and it's going to be interesting. It's fun for me today because I'll be able to watch my favorite sport all afternoon today because the weather in Ponte Vidra, Florida, has just been so wretched right. as well this past three or four days. That yeah. Yesterday, they were still finishing... Some players were finishing the second round. The third round only got, I'd say, halfway through for most of the field. The leaders will have to actually; they'll be teeing off right now, and the final round with the leaders teeing off will be at like one o'clock Eastern time this afternoon. So it's going to be great. Uh, this is the premier non-major event in golf, and uh, it was chaos. You know, it's got that famous island green, even a. Casual fan might know this, 17th at TPC Sawgrass is famous because it's only 130 yards. And yesterday and the day before, because of the weather and the wind, it was kind of cool seeing the best players in the sport. That's one of the things I love about golf. One of the many things is that the weather has an impact on the skill and execution of the sport. It would be like if you were playing football on a day where the weather was so bad that the team that was going into the wind had such a disadvantage and that's what happened to the golfers that got on the wrong side of the draw right like if you got the better weather you you got a different experience and yesterday the guys that got the bad weather were hitting hitting the balls into this this hole i love watching tour pros hit balls into the water i don't know it just makes me happy because it makes me realize that they're just like the rest of us. Once in a while, shit happens, and they make big scores on par threes that are surrounded by water. It was great. Anyway, all by way of saying that I'm looking forward to watching it today.
3: So what is the leaderboard? Because, see, that's the type of golf enthusiast I am. I tuned in yesterday for a minute. I thought, oh, right, right, the Players' Championship. And then I saw the leaderboard, and I thought, I don't recognize any of these guys. So I didn't. Stick around.
0: Yeah, there's. It's fun, It's too bad because what it did is it eliminated because of the variance on that hole. It eliminated the biggest stars in the game, mm-hmm. which is again. Uh, there's been a big debate, you know, in the golf world. You know, is the hole unfair? Look what it did, and now all the marquee players have been eliminated. John Rahm, Morikawa, I don't know. To you, you know, you know, you've heard of someone, Brooks Kepka, I could go on him. but what it? So for the casual fan, it eliminated people you've heard of, basically. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. But for golfer fans like me, yeah, you know, most of the guys on that leaderboard, I, I know, and they're all good players. And that's the difference between, I guess, it's like this. I couldn't watch a hockey game unless it meant something. Whereas you can watch a hockey yeah. game on a Tuesday night in March and just sort mm-hmm. of enjoy it. For, because yeah. you enjoy watching the sport. Right. And that's what it is for me. I enjoy the sport so much that I'll be. And I also like the fact that today around six o'clock or 630 p.m. uh, Eastern, someone's going to win this tournament. I love that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, you know, where you have to where you, unfortunately, have to go through the entire regular season before your team gets a chance to play. And we've talked about this to play for something that matters. Because, you know, Saturday night watching a hockey game in the middle of the season holds zero interest for me, but you you can enjoy it.
3: Yeah. It's, again, not to get off track of off-golf here, but it's difficult because this year with that team and their goaltending is just unbelievably horrid, and, uh, you know, you cannot win in the playoffs without goaltending and defense, and they have neither. So uh, watching a game for me on a Saturday night is really difficult now because I think of the end in right. the present and it's, it's, it's difficult, but that's here under there. No, no, but I, I but I can, f- what you're but, but
0: yeah. my point yeah. is a hockey fan and you know, you, your, yeah. your, um, <clears throat> your tastes have changed in the time yes. I've known you. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I listen, I, I, every, the, the regular tour event. Yeah. I, I probably watch some part of a, every tournament on a Sunday afternoon, the same way that you would watch a football game.
3: Well, I'll tell you, um, seeing that this is, you know, a big tournament and it's a Monday afternoon, the novelty of that, yeah. I will probably watch it this afternoon because it's a Monday afternoon. It's been delayed because of the weather. It's there's big focus on this thing and they're pretty close at the top. Yeah, you it's going well, to be exciting yeah. in that
0: there's nobody yeah. running away with it. And the guy who wins it today, whoever that is, uh, is going to go down in the history books as winning the largest first. I mentioned this last week, the largest first place purse in golf history i think it's around 3.6 million dollars the entire purse is the largest Mm -hmm. ever given out in a golf tournament jackie delaney is with us i'm not sure if jackie's going to turn her microphone on or her camera on and and as we were talking sports there i just had this memory that jackie also did sports that's a nice Mm -hmm. look
4: (laughs) what what i can't what what's wrong
0: nothing I just, I just i say oh. it's a nice I, I like your look it's it's different
4: what what is different about it's it what curly. i i can't really see myself because i i have my contacts in and I'm, oh i say yeah. it's just, it's
0: more of the curly hair i didn't expect it <laughs> um didn't you, Are you do
4: making fun of me look i just got all. out of bed okay i'm not gonna lie no i'm
0: okay. not making fun of you at all uh, i said it's a nice look did you not do sports were you not originally somebody doing sports as well
4: was i did i start my first on air was a traffic reporter on the fan 590 yes and um their sister station at that time easy rock and i used that to start doing sports because sports was what i wanted to do yeah actually i started off at q107 when they the one year that q107 did the maple leaf hockey broadcasts Right. And I used to go in as a student. I was a student at Humber College in the radio program. And I would go in and I would pull the carts. Remember then we had
3: carts mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the
4: uh, commercials? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, I would pull, yeah. The little eight I would tracks. pull the carts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would pull those for all the commercial breaks. And I met Joe Bowen. And anyways, yeah. So yeah, I started I, off in And that's funny because
0: yes. as we were just talking about Brady and then, of course, today's Players Championship, I'm like, I think... I- had this idea that Jackie was working at the fan. Jackie now is a director of communications and parliamentary affairs for the Senate of Canada. And we have not spoken to Jackie since, uh, you know, the freedom convoy. And every time I say that, I just want to puke. Um, because as I said earlier, you know, if these, those people should be embarrassed when they see the Ukrainian people and what freedom really is, you know, it's not the fact that you can't get a vaccine. Uh, anyway, what are your thoughts? What, what's, what, what's your, what are your thoughts? What were your thoughts around this unprecedented gathering in Ottawa?
4: Well, we talked about it when I was on last time. I, look, I certainly appreciated everybody's uh, right to protest and to come here. And I'll be honest, the first couple of days I went down there and, and uh, there was a little part of me that was proud that a lot of Canadians who were finally fed up with a lot of things um, got mad enough to, to come to town and protest. Um, by Monday, I, I thought they should have left and, and gone home, uh, but I understood wanting to stay and, and say, no, we want to make sure we're seen and heard. They did themselves no favours with the constant horn blaring, and I think had they not done that, they would have had... Um People in Ottawa probably would have had more patience uh, for them. So I think, I think they did themselves in, in, in many ways. Uh, I think there were a lot of people there that did not have the best of intentions, but honestly, for the most part, I, I think people came with um, not necessarily ill intentions. I think they just overstayed their welcome. Yeah. Um, but I, but I can certainly understand the frustration that led to it. And, and I think, and I said it, I think last time when I was on with you, I think to discount that and to chalk it up to just a bunch of minority fringe, is to not understand the very real anger that's being felt across the board in Canada, right? We're all tired. We're all frustrated. We're all angry.
0: Fair enough. And I apologize. I did forget that we did. We did talk to you. But now a month after our last chat with you, what's the vibe in the town been for you and the people in the Senate? And and generally now, what's it feel like?
4: It's, it's back to normal. It's back to sleepy Ottawa. Uh, it's like it never even happened. The Senate, I think, hasn't sat since the convoy left. <clears throat> um, the Emergencies Act was pulled on the second last day that the Senate last sat. So all of the clearing out happened um, after the MPs and senators were here. And they've, um, they've been on a break. They may have had one week, I think, where they basically sat virtually. But no one's really been around since then. Um, So it's
3: back to sleepy Ottawa. Yeah, the Emergencies Act, too. That's uh, that the the different spins on that. It's fascinating. Here's my perspective on it, uh, if it matters. Um, So we had this problem. And you're right. At the beginning, a lot of people came to Ottawa with the best of intentions. But as time went on, you know, what I would like to say, the decent people, the rational thinking people thought, you know what? This isn't I got to go home by week three. What was left wasn't very nice to look at. But the Emergencies Act, I mean, Trudeau brought it in, and I people freak out. And it was for 30 days. He brings it in. They clear out the people. Then he ends the Emergency Act. So I stand back and go, hey, that worked. But there's still people that are stinging over this Emergencies Act thing when it was just something that actually was enacted to clean up the mess that was there and now it's gone and I know it can come back, but you know, it's not the yeah, first but that's time. Not it's- the
4: primps, but that's not the purpose of the emergencies act yeah, at all. The emergencies Act is,
2: mm-hmm.
4: I know, but Fred, it's not supposed to be there. I mean, a, a nuclear bomb works too, but you can't put that back in after it's done. And this is, this is a scorched earth policy. The emergencies act is scorched earth policy. There were other laws on the books that had they been applied would have done had the same effect, and that was the hmm. that was the problem. So you think he
0: went too far? Your your feeling well, is that was not- too much.
4: Well, it's it's not even that it was too much. It's that it is not supposed to be used unless there is no other law on the books with which the matter can be dealt. Okay. It is a scorched earth policy. I mean, it says that right in the legislation, only if no other legislation is available that can be used. Now, to m- and clearly there was legislation available because after the Emergencies Act was lifted police were still here and still had streets closed and still weren't allowing access to Parliament Hill and the surrounding streets. And, and without so,
0: getting too much into the minutia of it, I, I mean, I, from my understanding, I, I don't my perspective You got
4: is, me all excited. I know,
0: I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I, and, and but I think, again, without getting into the very fine points of it, Some of the things that were in the Emergencies Act were there to freeze funds and and take steps that may not have been available. But I want to get bogged down in this. I do want to talk about Ukraine. Tomorrow, Zelensky is going to, uh, President Zelensky is going to address the Canadian Parliament at 11.15 in the morning tomorrow. Uh, It'll be virtual, obviously. What is that? What do you think about that? Is that going to make a? Uh, I don't know. Is that is that to garner support? What is Zelensky's point in doing that, and what is our point in welcoming him to it?
4: I, I think a big part of this is I hate to use the phrase public relations, but it it is. A PR in that it's a show to Russia, right? It's a show to China. It's a sh- it's a show to Russia and its allies to show that the Western world is very much on side with Zelensky and Ukraine. Sure. And and it and it helps his it helps Ukrainians as well, not only in Ukraine, because I doubt that they're sitting around Ukraine watching CPAC's uh, streaming of Canada you know, the, the mm-hmm. House of Commons hey, in Canada. People who work but it at certainly CPAC helps Ukrainians here in it. Canada. <laughs>
3: What'd you say?
0: Huh? I, love I said the, the people who work at CPAC aren't <laughs> watching it.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
4: terrible. Terrible. Uh, no, but I think it also is um, helpful to Ukrainians here in Canada. Yeah, to for see sure. That as well. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest part about it. And um, it, certainly for for Zelensky as well. Right. So look, the last time we did this was President Obama. I believe in 2016, Obama addressed the House of Commons and uh i was actually there for that one that was quite quite the show let me tell you that was quite something to be part of
0: uh, in in what way like if obama in person oh yeah
4: like just his his star power i have to say the the members of parliament i was actually kind of surprised by the reaction of some members of parliament i'm sitting there because i was sitting in the gallery and i'm sitting there and i go okay people act like you've been here before it's your house
3: <laughs> Mm-hmm.
4: you're you're sitting in your house, like you're members of parliament. It's your parliament. He's a guest, I get showing deference, but it was like every time he would say a line they would jump on their feet. They're like, Oh, oh it's so good, it's so oh, good. And I'm like, okay. Yes, honestly, oh, I was shocked.
3: Great. That's really yeah, funny.
4: But it was it was quite something. And what, the level of security.
3: What's the inside vibe on The severity of this, like, I mean, that bomb goes off like 12 miles outside of Poland yesterday. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. I wake up in the middle of the night. The first thing I think of is this because, again, I'm afraid. I'm afraid for my kids and I'm afraid for my my grandkids. And I don't think that's overthinking it because, you know, weaponry nowadays and technology. I mean, if this thing gets out of hand, listen, all the wars have been fought in Europe, but this could be different. We well, certainly,
4: I mean, you know, people, I know a lot of people, including uh, Zelensky, is calling for a no-fly zone mm-hmm. over Ukraine. And a lot of people think that's a no-brainer. Um, it isn't a no-brainer because, uh, you know, a no-fly zone means if Russia goes in, then Russia has to be shot down. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a war. That's World War in. Three. Yeah. That's yeah. that's what you're essentially doing. Uh, but I'm uh, like, Fred, I was thinking the same thing last night. I was thinking how much do we let putin get away with before we have to say it's got to be done it's got to be done and it's not just putin right this is you know china is watching this and and Mm -hmm. Putin has asked china now for uh military support you also have china watching this because let me tell you their eye is on taiwan and they're Mm -hmm. waiting to see how this goes with ukraine and to see how the west uh responds because that Mm -hmm. will be an indicator to them how we'll respond to them invading taiwan it's scary. I'm I'm with you. This yeah. this mm-hmm. cannot be uh,
0: trivialized. It's scary. It, it, it can, and I'm not saying it's not scary. But what? It, and I feel similarly. But what gives me hope? What uh, where I feel more optimistic about it is even with China getting involved and in supporting the Russians militarily or potentially, is unlike the last world war. We're so much. We're so interconnected now that. China will have to look at this And Russia at some point is going to say This is just bad for business and, and I'm not talking about at the Putin level I'm talking about at the level of The world, the oligarchs And the people that China needs us to buy their shit Russia needs the world to not con- to, I, they, Russia can't exist In an isolated Vacuum in a, in a way that maybe they could have 40 years ago Do you know what I mean? Like, so that gives me some optimism. What gives you, what, what gives you hope?
4: Well, I'd like to say all of those things. And certainly, you know, the sanctions I think are making a difference but not to Putin. Putin just seems like he is dead set on on going forward. And and look, uh, you know, China Xi is very much cut from the same cloth. So I, I don't know. I would like to say that would give me hope. I I think part of the problem is. Uh, Howard, we didn't we didn't exercise that power over them uh, early enough. You know, mm-hmm. so, for so many years we've been going along, letting them think that they had the power over us because we need their goods, rather than not saying, "No, you need us to buy your goods." Yes, and I think that it's a little late. I, I hope I'm wrong. I, I hope you're right, uh, but I think that's something that we ca- almost can't put that toothpaste back in the tube.
3: Mm-hmm. My hope is, you know, as they say, uh, the best deterrent for a nuclear weapon is the nuclear weapon itself like before you press that button you realize that it's going to make my life horrible too I mean the perpetrator the thing about China Howard I I get that but you know they all it's often been said the next world war would be fought over water does China need us to buy their goods, or does China want our natural resources? Is that the big? That's the big picture, the big plan. You know, it's it's not a necessarily an economic thing; it's a domination thing. Maybe, but but I think there's all is uh, somewhere in in this conversation
0: whether it's the deterrent of mutual mm-hmm. destruction or mutually destroying the economy to the point that there's no one left that can buy gas or T-shirts. Right. Let's talk about some local stuff because Jackie, of course, has a, uh, you know, she's working in the Senate and is the director of communications, as I just said. Um, the leadership race, Patrick Brown just entered. Uh, Peter pop and stuff, whatever his name is, Peter. Pierre Polyev. Polyev. Uh, this rule's few-
4: right out the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway and of course the uh, leadership race isn't it, it's, it, it's not until September I read this morning with interest that in order to run for the leadership you need to come up with 300 grand that's all you need and enough signatures 500 I think and that's a I guess that's to deter any of the you know the fringe element but what do you think about Patrick Brown <laughs>
4: That's such a loaded question. Look, I'll I'll, I'll put it very simply this way. Uh, Patrick Brown and a lot of Patrick Brown supporters would love for everybody to think that the CTV story that they settled out of court last week, that the CTV story was the only thing that brought down Patrick Brown and that it was the only black mark on Patrick Brown's time as leader of the Ontario PC party. And that's just not true. Actually, that was the least of his concerns. Patrick Brown's... What his the entire others? three well, his entire three years were were marked by you you know there were allegations of rigged nominations at least one of those nominations uh, resulted in a police investigation i believe it was a hamilton riding uh at least two maybe three of those nominations were then overturned by the then interim leader vic fedeli after brown left uh there was one nomination in particular that involved patrick brown and another gentleman i believe it was in a brampton riding there was an exchange of aeroplan miles, shares in a, in a local bar or something, and maybe even some cash. And then Brown purchased a home on Lake Muskoka that he then used for an Airbnb that he didn't report the income from. It ended up being two ethics violations, one for not reporting the exchange and one for not reporting the income. Um, and then that, that person got a nomination. Oh, funny how that happens. Um, his his expenditures as an MPP were outrageous, especially in his last two months. He lied about the number, the membership. Uh, he said he grew the party to two hundred thousand members, when in fact it was you know something like one hundred ten thousand, and that's a big deal, by the way, because it it it, it impacts the party's operations. Um, I mean I know there's stuff I'm I'm forgetting. No, I'll, so that's when just when you, you know,
0: when you were going down that list I was thinking that that's like that's like fucking Trump before breakfast. Mhm. But yeah, but I, it, I al, mean, it see, also oh, sounds also, like... it also sounds like or I should ask this question. Is that enough to sour any chances he has? Well, and what were you going to well, say, maybe, Freddie? I'm sorry. I don't know
4: about well, the other thing is, too, he also, you know, during, during his leadership race for Ontario PC leader, he lied. I mean, he, he, he courted social conservatives saying, yeah, 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 I've got you on abortion. I've got you on same-sex marriage. Don't worry about it. I'm going to repeal Kathleen Wynne's sex education curriculum. And then he turned around. He didn't do those things. But then he sent a letter in a by-election, sent a letter to the community going, no, no, seriously, I'm going to repeal the sex ed lied about the letter when it became public said no no my staff sent it out without my knowledge i mean it's this kind of stuff no i know
3: (laughs) here's the thing how superficial this all is though and how sticky that stuff will be because obviously it's going to come up over the next few months patrick brown is you know i live in brampton he's my mayor and people in brampton really like patrick brown and during the pandemic he's had these um news conferences on cp24 and i think he's gained a pretty good reputation in southern ontario and i think that's his strategy thinking hey the people where elections are won and lost like me so i am did they like to- it
4: did they like it when he went into the rink uh in and flouted the pandemic rules and no and i know the right I- there and got chased away i mean he's Look, I I get what you're saying. And I agree. He's likable, right? Jackie,
3: this will all unfold over the next, you know, between now and September. And that's the thing. It's going to be the job of those, whether it be the media or the people running against him, this stuff to come up. But you know what people are like, if it gets too complicated, they're not interested. You know. Yeah. So let well, will put it, it simply.
0: Okay, so that's Patrick Brown, mm-hmm. uh, and I yeah. want to go through every one of them. But just so th- that's interesting. So Patrick Brown's now in the race uh, because we have a couple of things we want to talk to you before we let you go, and um, one of them, of course, the, the part of the convoy of freedom was to end uh, all these mask mandates and vaccination requirements, and. I just came back from the state. So did Fred. And in the time we were there, some of the rules changed from the PCR test to the rapid test, whatever. So what about the disappearance of mask mandates? Uh, we're a week away, I think. or Yes, yeah, 21st of March. They're going to start to be relaxed. Personally, I'll just say, Jackie, I will still be wearing a mask in certain situations, probably for a while. I don't know about you guys, but that's just a personal choice. What about you? Uh, what are your thoughts on this?
4: I I do have to give full disclosure, by the way, Uh, I am supporting Pierre Paulyab. So I should say that because I don't want anybody to think that I've come on here just to bash Patrick. Can you
0: get Pete on the show? I'd love to talk to him.
4: I'll I'll see what I can do. I don't know that I'm that close, but I'll see what I can do. So with the mask mandates, go ahead. Let
3: me just say, no, no, it's funny, you know, how what makes the world go round? Because he's a and listen, I'm a conservative conservative. He's at the bottom of my list by saying he was proud of the trucker. So he's got to he's at the bottom. He's got to work his way up with me. But proceed.
4: OK, I, I just like full disclosure. So mm-hmm. mask mandates. I am so looking forward to the mask mandates being dropped. It's not to say I won't wear them in certain circumstances. And this sounds like such a little thing. I know, but I typically wear glasses, prescription glasses, and mm-hmm. I, I can't see without them, especially mm-hmm. if I'm, you know, needing to read something and there's nothing worse than having your mask on and your glasses, you know, fog, fog up and you right. can't see and it's not a little thing being able to see is a mm-hmm. is a big deal so you know fred i know you can you can relate to that as someone mm-hmm. who wears well both of you actually mm-hmm. as people who wear glasses um so I'll be glad in that respect. That doesn't mean there may yeah, but be I still disagree. some circumstances. There are
0: things, I disagree. I think there are things worse than having a mask on for a few hours, but that's just me.
4: No, no. I'm Well, there's I, nothing worse than yeah, not being yeah, able to see. Not I'm, being I'm able teasing. to see is kind of a big deal. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I'm like, te- if,
4: if I'm sitting somewhere and I can't see because my glasses are fogged up, I take them off. But, I mean, you know, I, I've not gone to places because of that. I've gone out and bought contacts because of that. Like, I've tried to mitigate it. Right. But I'm just saying, like, it will, it, that will be one of the things that in certain situations, I'll be happy to sure. remove my mask so I can wear my mm-hmm. glasses. But, like you, Howard, there will be other circumstances where, no, I'll keep my mask on. I, 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 I look, I think people are going to need kind of a transition period, right? Yeah, absolutely. Some people. Will.
3: Yeah, but like, what is that? Like, I, like, I, and that's what I love about this next phase. In hospitals, you have to wear them. Long-term care, you have to wear them. If you choose to go into a grocery store and wear it, fine. But other people are going to have the choice not to. So where, where would that be, Howard? Well, you're for, t-
0: for me, and I'm just again, I, I, will wear them going into a grocery store. Those are I only like I said to Rachel, my my lady. I said to her, you know, we're talking about this. I was talking about you, Fred, saying you how uncomfortable you were wearing a mask and I, I just came back on a on an airplane so i was on a right. you know between the terminal and then the flight and then you know getting your bags and then getting into a car i had the thing on for 10 hours and i was fine with it not everyone is but no. i rachel and i were talking about i haven't had a cold in two years you know what i mean there's something about wearing it in public that's kept us you know not only safe from the, the rona uh-huh. although it got obama um, <laughs> God damn, Obama Rona. Oh God, Obama got the Rona, but uh, I'll still wear it. I think in certain situations, certainly flying would be one of them. I know, even though they say that flying is one of the safest places, blah blah blah. But uh, I think that I think there's going to be uh, what you use there—a transition period where you'll you'll see some people in certain situations still wearing them, and I think it's fine.
3: Well, I know my wife will. Like there are going to be situations where she's going to have a mask on and I won't. But again, the Sobies near me has hardly ever got any people in it. So when I go in there, I'm not wearing a mask in Sobies when there's like. Twenty people in a huge store. Yeah, but Fred, it we're not talking about b- we're not talking about
0: sex. Obviously, she's still going to wear a mask when you if, guys are having uh, sex.
3: Yeah,
4: baby. Um, Too much if you information. Go- no, but you, you know what? I I agree with you. Like last year, I, when I was in the states uh, about a year ago, because I actually went to the states to get vaccinated. um Because wow. I, I I didn't have a lot of faith in our rollout here in Canada, mm. so I actually mm. went to the states. I stayed there for five weeks so that I could get my my two shots and wow. uh, have some time before i came back home i was really nervous on the plane flying down less so coming back because i was then fully vaccinated Uh, but yeah you know what on a plane i I think for sure i would um and some other things where you're in close quarters with with people that you just don't you just don't know i mean right now on planes everybody's required to be vaccinated so there's that as well Um, but i think the biggest thing is for me anyway is i hope people don't um don't attack others for their choices. So, yes. like, don't attack somebody because they're still wearing a mask. Don't attack somebody because they've decided not to wear a mask. It's, it's everybody's That's choice. And I think we have to respect those choices. Yeah, but great you point. know what
3: I found very inspirational on that point, And I think we're better than the <laughs> Americans on, on average. When I was in Florida, I wore a mask. Like, I was there for all of February. And I was amazed. All the places I went, people that wore masks and people that didn't wear masks, you know, it's optional down there. Never got a bad look. Never got a comment. People just, hey, that's a mask person. That's not. I agree. So if if it's like that there, I'm sure it'll be
0: like that. You know, the last week I was in California, they had done the same thing. They started to mitigate requirements. And, you know, a few days I went into Ralph's, you know, Ralph's. Uh, Trader Joe's Another place I love And there was the mm-hmm. same thing I, I noticed right away As soon as that mandate Was dropped That a certain percentage In the in the grocery store Weren't wearing them And, and it, it was fine Before we let and you go And a
3: lot go, of the people That work in stores And restaurants in Florida Wear masks Just so okay. you know Okay Before Can I say we let you go something
4: Really quickly on that though mm-hmm.
3: Yes And then we have to let you go But I gotta okay. say something Before Actually, we let you go Go okay. ahead
4: Okay uh, Fred, I actually don't have as much faith that we will respond the same way. Cause I think in the States, the way that the reason they respond that way is because they're very used to just minding their own business and, and, and not sticking their nose in and telling other people how to live. And I think in Canada, we do not
0: like that. We like to tell each other how to live. Well, that, that might, might be think, a point. W- maybe, but I think mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you the, I'll tell you one thing and I'm going to just, it might take me a couple seconds. <laughs> not that I'm that aggressive a driver anymore, but I used to live in the States And I can tell you one thing from being back there. I'm a lot less aggressive there because of the potential that the guy that you give the finger to will shoot you in the fucking face. So there's that. Mm -hmm. So that's why I don't get. Maybe that's why they mind their own business, because somebody's packing heat. Before we let you go. I want to just say thank you very much. I think what I was when I said that's a nice look, when you first came on, it was because I wasn't expecting. <laughs> for some reason, Jackie, I forgot that you have curly hair now because the entire time I've known you, you didn't. And so I just wanted to apologize. I didn't want to leave this interview by you thinking I was making a snide remark. I wasn't. And, and the last thing I want to do, because I used to offend people, uh, for real. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It, I, we love having you on And I want you to go away Knowing that I, I was just I was just making a comment You look great And uh, we're lucky thank to you, have you Thank you my love
4: And you know I have thicker skin than that okay. So
0: But, but you thank know you love, and I we And I'm so mm-hmm. appreciative Of you being back with us Pardon me mm-hmm. I said I was offended by that Yeah I know you were But, anyway, go <laughs> well, but I, every time you come on the, the meeting every morning I go nice look Okay Jackie Delaney We haven't got any more time Because we, we gotta do some commercials We gotta do some stuff But you are great Uh but seriously, if you if you know anyone, because we've asked a few other people that we know, Tony Clement is a good friend of ours to get Pierre on the show, uh, because as an occasional conservative, you know I go back and forth. Uh, I'm I'm looking to I'm I, I'll tell you one thing: I am not voting for Justin Trudeau again. So I need a new I need a new guy, and if he's the guy, you know maybe he's the guy. Jackie Delaney, Director of Communications, Parliamentary Affairs for Senate of Canada. Peace to you, my friend. Hola. Thank you Yes That's where we see should you Jackie, be See Jackie You look fabulous Oh stop Thank it you. Mm-hmm. I think you look great I just was surprised <laughs> There's Jackie Delaney everyone uh, And now people who don't listen to Or watch us on Facebook Are going to go and
3: look at And see why Oh yeah. Jackie What does she look like Oh that's Howard Judging people when Oh <laughs> <like,
2: laughs>
3: <laughs> like, yeah Objectifying Well if it was a guy You wouldn't say that Oh yeah, well, yes I would <laughs> Uh, This program
0: is baked fresh each and every day And helped to uh, come to fruition By our friends at GoDaddy Dan Duran mentioned GoDaddy earlier And we would like you to know they power small business And entrepreneurs They've been doing it for over 25 years Servicing 20 million customers around the planet GoDaddy's where you go to get a domain, create a website, and everything else you need to get your business online. You've heard this before. Now figure it out on your own. Visit GoDaddy.ca to learn more. There's no better time to get your ideas online with GoDaddy. You can find your domain, easily create your website, and finally bring your ideas to life with GoDaddy's free and friendly 24 7 phone support. They're also here to help you every step of the way. No credit card is required. You can even start your website for free with GoDaddy. Go to GoDaddy.ca
3: to learn more. Hey, whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker, or a casino player, Bodog, your number one source of online gambling entertainment. From their industry-leading odds, world-class sportsbook, and feature-rich poker room, to their fully loaded casino and race book, they've been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. And on the heels of two big victories, yes, two big victories uh, against Denver and Phoenix, the Raptors are in L.A. against the Lakers tonight, Raps favored, OK, uh, The Lakers pay $175 to win Okay, the over-under is $225 And uh, the Raptors, the favored in uh, Los Angeles tonight Against the Lakers, who are struggling this year Bodog is the place to go
0: Now We're just waiting for our next guest Who is, as I mentioned earlier He runs a, a consultancy Oh, there he is about aging in place, uh, we got a couple more minutes, so I guess I'm just going to uh, just tell
3: him to stand by. Did you want to say something while I'm doing? No, I was just going to. You talked about Trudeau uh, the other day. I phoned my local MP, Ruby Sahota, here in uh, Brampton, and she returned my call. It was a very pleasant conversation I had with her. And I told her where I sit on a lot of subjects. What bothered me was Trudeau hadn't addressed the gas price thing, and he was over in Europe, and he never he never really answers a question when asked. And I made that point to her. I said, what I find really frustrating is whenever he's asked a question, like, he never answers it. And I know a lot of polit- politicians are like that, but he's to the point of aggravation. You know what? She agreed with me. She said they've, they've actually talked about that in caucus. Oh, yeah? Got to be a little more transparent. Got to level with the people a bit more. And I, I found it very refreshing. Well, there the you go. Conversation.
0: Yeah, I don't want to get into... They're all, they're all the same. And, 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 and I'm not saying you, but if, if you don't think, and you're not the you I'm talking about, if people don't understand that they're... That when she described Patrick Brown, mm-hmm. and that's why I made the joke about that's Trump before breakfast, but that's mm-hmm. all politicians. You know, you mm-hmm. could, uh, maybe not to that extent, but you could... You know, tug at this, you know, a a strain of fabric at any politician and find a bunch of that stuff.
3: Yes. They're all the same. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, Stephen Harper was pretty good at answering questions at least. Yeah. Okay. Whatever whatever he had going on in the closet, you're right. I mean, they all
0: have it. They all have something. Mm -hmm. Uh, When Dan Duran gets here, we'll talk about the passing of a famous actor for Baby Boomers. In fact, one of the sort of baby boom Touchpoint movies the big chill uh and william hurt died another on to our mind a young man in his early 70s i know it must sound absurd to somebody when you're 62 and 65 somebody dying at 71 seems like you know too young uh also dan duran uh, like i said he's got the news coming up and uh speaking of aging jim are you there can you hear us
2: I can. Can you
0: hear me? Absolutely, we can. You can turn right. your... Oh, there you are. Hey, Jim. All
2: right.
0: Hi, uh, we were talking... I, actually, I mentioned this email earlier in the show about... Okay. Uh, an audience, somebody who listened to us heard me talking about being nervous about being in my home after Bob Saget passed away. You heard uh, me talking about it, this Correct. awareness around being alone and falling. And I can tell you, it's a pretty new concept for me. I've always been pretty athletic and very coordinated and in decent enough shape. And then I just, again, on the heels of finding out what killed Bob Saget, I started to have, as you say, an awareness that I was by myself, especially being in California, where no one was going to be, I was not accountable to anyone for days. And then I'm right. by myself in this, I'm by myself, Pays you know, for three days a week. There's no one else but me and the dog. So, Jim, well, yeah. uh, you heard us talking about this. So, let's sir, first of all, Jim Kloss, welcome to the program. Aging in place is the organ- is that the organization you're with, or is that no, your uh, organization? No,
2: we're we're Age Safe Canada. Age, Age Safe, Safe Canada, right? No, aging in place is the uh, the new vogue uh, expression, I guess. And I've been doing it for 30 years and, and helping people uh, remain in their homes for, for around that time. I just think it's it that that terminology has kicked in in the last two years, especially because of COVID uh, people were told to stay home without it. You couldn't go out. And uh, people of our, I'll say our demographic, I do get a little depressed listening about you guys. I'm, <laughs> right, I'm right behind you. So <laughs> you guys are kind of uh, cutting the path for me, but uh Uh, it's it's now become awareness like you said uh, you're aware of it a lot of people are becoming aware of it and what we'd like to do through Age safe canada and and, in our efforts is to to make people like yourself a little more aware to plan it out so that things like falls don't happen and don't become this catastrophic life-changing event which they can and and they are uh in, in the canadian healthcare uh system
3: So what would that look like, aging in place? Somebody decides they want to stay home. Are you talking about people alone, like 24 hours a day? How how do you stay on top of that? How is that monitored? Like, how does it work?
2: Yeah, well, Age Safe Canada is really an online course to help go through some of the topics, uh, including falls falls prevention, Mm -hmm. fire safety, et cetera, et cetera. But it's a good point. Because the other thing that you just brought up there, uh, Fred, is uh, social isolation when we get older is a, is a big topic as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a big event at the end of the month, uh, Elder Abuse Ontario, is running a, a session that's really all about social isolation as we age. So that you don't want, there, are, obviously because of uh, life, Time pathways. There are people who are seniors that are alone just because mm-hmm. of of their life situation. So it, it's it's combining the both. It's combining that that modern technology of of uh, monitoring and, and your sponsor's health uh, health uh, gauge watches. For example, that's going to be I think a big prevalent change in Mm -hmm. how we think about looking after people because you don't have to be right in their face uh, 24 Mm -hmm. hours a day. Right. And and a lot of people don't want to be looked after 24 hours a day. Well, you
0: know, unlike our parents' generation and my dad, after my mother passed away, was alone in his home in Moose Jaw for another 10 years and he had a small network of some, you know, good friends that would know if he didn't show up for coffee in the morning and he had a neighbor that he was friends with. But if you go to agesafecanada.ca uh, it is a, a comprehensive sort of place where y- you. It talks not just about falling safety, but being alone, and as you say, some of the other aspects of aging safely as you know as a as a concept and and that that idea of you know, aging in places as you say has become very you know sort of there, there was an organization I can't remember where I read this sexy is it become sexy it's become very sexy I can't remember where <laughs> I, I read this article but I've had this conversation about seniors senior roommates and senior enclaves where people who don't whose spouses have passed away are moving in together for a number of reasons economics being one of them but also for companionship for to be less isolated and okay, to be yeah. safer
2: yeah yeah that's uh some of it i've coined that the golden girls housing yes movement. So, so as the golden girls moved in and they're showing became very famous because of it that that's happening in certain spots there's there's a big wave of conversation around how we are going to deal with housing obviously the costs of housing in general is is astronomical you guys talk about a lot on how kids are going to your kids my kids are going to be able to afford homes on their own is that going to be a natural development where they're (laughs) basically going to stay here Uh, i got two two older ones uh, university age are they going to be here for the rest of my life, maybe. Um, So, you know, it's kind of a reverse intergenerational housing movement. There's programs such as uh, Home Share Canada, which is looking at projects uh, started in Toronto where older seniors who live at home open their uh, doors up to students and around the U of T, especially they started there. Uh, So the student would live for low rent or no rent, but be part of uh, the seniors' uh, home. Be, and then, uh, obviously, uh, help look after the home, help look after the senior while they're there. So there's there's some thinking around that. Uh, I think in general, our healthcare system has to change for that because this is only the tip of the iceberg when it comes to our aging demographic and the amount of. I just I didn't tune in this morning, guys, but you were talking obviously politics earlier. So the, the concept of our healthcare dollars going some say 80 percent towards institutional care and institutional reactionary medicine as opposed to preventative mm-hmm. which is home care uh, i think that's where we got to get to and there's a, there's a big movement around that to to put monies into programs like home share and and just uh being able to to live at home comfortably and with medical treatment preventative
3: yeah and the, yeah preventative i mean that's where we really fall down in this country don't we yeah exactly like the, the, there's just no forethought to this, but the cost too. Like even if someone has the means to stay home in their own home, assisted living is so it's brutally expensive. Believe me, I I've, I've been through the the research. Um, but technology is really playing a big part now too. Like knowing that you know mom's on her own, but the monitors and all the things available. Like, you even know if they're not on their feet, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. Some,
3: yeah. S- s- some of the technology available now, which makes all this a little easier to, to deal with.
2: Yeah, and, and, and it's getting better. Um, there's lots of, I mean, we've, well, well I, I'm, like I said, I'm a little bit younger, maybe by five years mm-hmm. with you guys, but to help me, I've fallen and I can't get up. That was a, yeah. a running <laughs> joke for years. Still is, probably. Right. Yes. Uh, but that... <clears throat> You know, research has done that. People didn't even use those. They don't like wearing pendants. They don't like wearing things that they feel Mm -hmm. like they're like they have a ankle bracelet because they're in prison. So they don't Mm -hmm. like that. But so the new technology is really more house uh, surrounding and a little better. So as that matures or that market matures and it gets a little more commonplace, uh, you know, the big telecoms are are into it already. Telus health and, you know, Rogers, you can all are all getting into it. Hopefully that drives pricing down. Hopefully it becomes as commonplace as, as your.
0: Well, Jim, you, as you, you say, do. like products like the Health Gauge watch, which, by yes. the way, I mean, we've had conversations with Tim Daniels, our friend from Florence, who, who brought it to us, that you can set it up to monitor somebody else. In mm-hmm. terms of their vital signs But as you say Things like the health cage Will be eventually Essential equipment For our children To make sure that You know Mumsy and dadsy Are still okay But Age Safe Canada Is a place that You can sort of start I mean you know, I started looking at it It's pretty interesting Leading senior home Safety specialist course So there's a, a Program fee But I think it's great A great resource If you're looking for articles Or, or membership And 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 anyway, I and, and that's what that's what you work And but you also consult others, so I guess sort of clear. Well, that up
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. The course itself is aimed towards professionals who go into person or seniors' homes on a regular basis. Oh, okay, so mm-hmm. primarily uh, the occupational therapy profession is a big one, physios, a lot of these major home care companies are looking at it as a as part of a you know, it's akin to having somebody having their CPR, their first aid course to have an age safe certificate because it's gone through the laundry list of different items. So we talk about falls prevention, fire safety, personal safety, uh, some, a little bit of dementia care, a little bit of communication with those seniors. So it's, it, it's aimed at a professional marketplace, not necessarily in users, but this, the website yourself itself, we just redesigned that in the fall. And that's where we want to put resource uh, backlinks to, to other resources because you know, the provincial government does a great job. and across Canada, the, the, the provinces do a great job of of creating a massive amounts of information <laughs> around the topic. but a lot of people do get down a rabbit hole and you you, you got to de- decipher what's what. And I, I'm hopefully you're going to do that with uh, AIDS Canada site. So again, lots of information, the, the course itself, we we're uh, associated with a lot of professional associations, including the Canadian Association of uh, Occupational Therapists. Uh, it just got accepted in the Mohawk College as a continuing education unit, so we're starting to talk to the community colleges. So those kids are taking those healthcare type courses uh, can can again graduate with a certificate that will make them more mm-hmm. uh, hireable to to home care because home care will be the big hiring um, practice of the of the next wave. Uh, you know, we heard about it throughout COVID, the lack of nursing and and personal su- uh, support mm-hmm. workers. So that's what we're trying to do with with Okay.
0: Well, um, so you you still would like people to go to Aid Safe Canada, i yeah. have a look yeah, at yeah, this.
2: Yeah. Uh, everyone, I mean, everyone can get something from it. Uh, everyone will know, uh, you know, you don't necessarily have to take the course. But, uh, you know, again, it's it's, it's going to be a little, it's, I think, I think we've done a pretty good job of boiling down a lot of that information. If people want more information, they can link through the site to, to other government sites and other organizations. And, uh, you know, we'll just keep pushing it out.
0: All right, we'll Jim. Keep pushing it up. Well, thanks for taking. I, I thanks for taking some interest in in our subject, and uh, you know, it's interesting. Like I said to begin with, I, I never really thought about any of this until quite recently. You know, yeah. this is
2: funny. No, I, I, I I listen to you guys on a regular basis, and it pops up now and then, and. I know Fred made the comment last week about yeah well maybe you got to get one of them handles in your bathroom. in your oh yeah yeah he does well one of our one of our things if you go on the site is like grab bars are going to be the new safety belt you know you're not even going to think about it every bathroom should have one whether you're a senior a kid or anything you know you can slip and fall yep. in the bathroom you go. For yourself so oh, he should yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I'm just waiting to get to the point because there are so many stairs in this place I live Jim I just want to get one of those machines that take me up.
2: Well, I sold thousands of those in my career, and you're not quite there yet. We I do know? have a product called the Assist Step, which you, you can see on, on our website, too, which is basically a moving handle you hold oh, nice. on to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe you'll graduate to that one day, but just wearing uh, proper uh, footwear. I know right. you're, you're quite proud of your new sandals and stuff. <laughs> uh, and and uh, no, yeah. Yeah. Having your door uh, light, Make sure stand doesn't run underfoot uh, When you're down the stairs yeah, that's, that uh, yeah that could happen Well it just happened to a buddy of mine Dude I
0: And the other thing you heard me say Is dog. I keep my phone with me now Like I, I yeah. If I even If I run upstairs to get something I take my phone with me Because I'm like If I'm stuck up there And I break something I can't crawl down these stairs
2: If you break something You'll break a lot
3: probably yeah. what, What's that feel. face? What is that No, face? I just, uh, like, like, I knew you were thinking about this, but I didn't think that much. Holy cow. I think. I've got time.
0: <laughs> uh, Jim <laughs> wants everyone to go to AIDSafeCanada.ca. Thank you, my friend. We'll talk soon, thanks, I hope. Thanks,
2: guys. Yeah. yeah okay, thanks, you. buddy.
0: There's so Jim Kloss. You know who he is, by the way. He's our uh, Gig Sky Guest of the Day. No
2: way. Yeah, man. Yes, you are the Gig Sky <laughs> guest, guest
0: of the Day. Sky Guest of the Day. Yeah. I have it right here. Uh, download the GigSky app today. Enter the code HF2022. James just let yourself out. Uh, that gives you $5 off your first plan. Visit gigsky.com for more information. As I say, is our GigSky guest of the day, the only worldwide mobile data service with affordable rates in over 190 countries. That's a lot of countries. Download the app today. You know, at some point you're going to want to travel again. This Mm -hmm. makes it easy. It's the easiest, most affordable, and convenient way to stay connected internationally. Download the app. Enter the code hf twenty twenty two. Let me try it again. HF2022 for $5 off your plan at
3: gigsky.com. You know, my uh, mother-in-law is here this weekend, Howard, and um, she's... And I'm sort of in that situation. She wants to stay in her condo. And we're trying to figure out how we can do that. What's going to be the safest way and all the money and all that stuff. Um, she was going up the stairs the other day. And I said, maybe I should get a Stairmaster for for when you're here to get up the stairs. And she says, Freddie, if I need a Stairmaster, just kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm thinking, you're talking about, you know, the, you know, the health gauge. It can be connected to somebody else. Yeah. Can you imagine that hitting the thing? and it, it, Oh, uh, mom is flatlining. At, we <laughs> that's <it>
0: right. <laughs> uh, doll I, well, How I, long we, has that been going on? Yeah, that's right. We <laughs> need to get to uh, Cambridge. There's no vital signs left on Mother.
3: Hey, Ready? let me tell you about the retirement Sherpa, Tim Niblett. Yeah, man. Support portfolio manager raymond james a member of the canadian investors protection fund if you have a portfolio an existing one you want somebody to have a second look at it get tim to do it okay uh, he's the guy or you want to build from scratch he's also the guy hey licensed on both sides of the borders okay so listen we we know uh, people in the united states are listening uh, tim can help you yes he can raymond james international he's the retirement sherpa retirementsherpa.ca
0: yeah I'm just waiting for our friend uh, Dan Duran. Are you done everything that you needed to do Yep Here's a question I don't know if I've ever asked you this I was thinking it. maybe I have I was thinking about this phrase uh, Again something I read this morning Do you say supper Or do you say dinner And what did you grow up saying I, th- I grew up saying supper But now I say dinner Do you think I think so I, I think I did as well I think mm-hmm. it was supper time uh huh. Is that a Canadian thing? Supper. I don't know. I don't know either. Dinner is something I say now. It's almost dinner time, but I think growing yes. up it was supper
3: time. Yes. What do we have for supper, Mom? Right. But now, uh, yeah, it's I say to Delise daily. So, what are we doing for dinner tonight? Oh, I can't imagine how exciting
0: that must be for her. Well, here comes the. Uh, what are well, we having for dinner? I,
3: we tend to buy. We don't do big shoppings anymore. No, I know. It's the two of us, so I go to the grocery store quite often.
0: Yep, and me get, too.
3: And get that, day, uh, and get, uh, that day's uh, fare, so to speak. I'm going to make a nice chicken stir fry. Oh, are you? Yeah. Give us the recipe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you want me to give it this? Uh? No, the reason I'm going to is uh, I have some leftover rice. Rachel made a nice dinner on Saturday night, and I kept the rice, and it's, it's nice to use, like, like, put the rice into the stir fry rather than like make rice and then put it in. I won't I won't do that. I'll use the instant rice. I use a lot of Uncle Ben's in my house by the way. Uncle Benny I call him. Uncle Benny does a nice rice in the pouch or yeah, in, the in the box pouch. like you cook. No, no, no. That's in what I mean. Pouch? Rachel cooked rice like she's soaked it and Right. Uh, which I will never do. But I use you know, the Uncle Ben's uh, pa- the pouches. 90 seconds and they're they're fine. Yeah. You know they
3: you know the uh, you know when you go to a Jamaican place and you get rice and peas or rice and beans or whatever you call it the red beans and the yeah Un- Uncle Ben's has that yeah oh and it's good it's good it's I've spicy. had it see I know it's it's really good the other one I like mm. is the
0: one uh, the chicken flavored one it's really good there's there's two there's that one three there's vegetable medley or whatever they call it I just like them they're a little bit flavored so uh, yeah. Dinner or supper, Dan? Were you a supper guy or a dinner guy? No, it was supper. Yeah, we all said supper, right? Eh? Yeah, supper out west, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The Saturday suppers at my house were uh, hot dogs and sauerkraut and mashed potatoes. That was every Saturday night. Aww. don't know why.
0: Hot dogs and sauerkraut, yeah. Then we'll all dance around in our lederhosen.
3: <laughs> I, I remember Howard and I had a conversation once at our plate every Sunday night, it was roast beef, mashed potatoes, mashed turnip, something green. Every Sunday, we had dinner, and we didn't eat in the kitchen. We ate in the dining room. Right. And I remember I was talking to you about... And I sort of left the impression it was like just a common thing to do. And you said, "Well, really? Like I don't, I don't, I, I really can't relate to that." Yeah. But growing up in my neighborhood, it was like everybody's. It was you know Sunday, Sunday dinner. Stuff. Yeah. It was. It was. It was something special.
0: I don't recall that we did that regularly. Mm-hmm. I will say this though. I I, only, I know we ate in that mm-hmm. dining room. Dan, do you remember? Mm-hmm. Like just off my mom and dad's kitchen, there was sort of yeah, a I small dining room yeah. where, yeah. and there was mm-hmm. like there where their good china was in the cabinet. Mm-hmm. We all, we rarely ate in there outside of sort of the Jewish holidays and or, you know, somebody coming to town that we were going to have a special dinner for. But it wasn't a... I just remember not going in there very often.
3: Does supper come from the Last Supper, like a religious yes, connotation? Yes, probably. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, that's why I say dinner now. <laughs> I just wonder at the Last
0: Supper... I wonder at the Last Supper, was it like... Split the check 12 ways, Dan I don't yeah. know what the Bible hey. says about that Are we going to split this check? Jesus, are you going to get this? Because you can write it off, you know yeah. with, Save your tax Wait yeah. a minute, that bread That bread, was that That
1: wasn't included? <laughs> That's right Wasn't free bread?
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. This is Someone bullshit Jesus with the fork His hands are injured <laughs> That's
0: right <laughs> He keeps no, picking was, up stuff And it's free. going through that
3: hole I know it was pre But I just thought I
0: Come on, Dan see. <laughs> Roll, don't ask us to, it ask us <laughs> to
1: be major, factual.
0: Major points along the Jesus Christ timeline. Oh, yeah, that's, mean, that's right. Well, doing. that's one of them. Yeah. The Last Supper didn't happen after he was crucified. He only did takeout on the cross. <laughs> yeah. I have uh, another question. Carrying oh, yeah, the
1: cross to the streets or the crown of thorns and then, the, you know, getting pounded up on the uh, And then, you know, three days later, he... He, uh, you know, was risen from the dead after he was in the grave. And then the Easter Bunny got in there. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's by the way, Easter's
3: that. coming. We get to hear Howard's Easter joke again. I can't wait. Yeah. Countdown's on. Hey, uh- hey, that thing about splitting the check 12 ways, have you used that before? No. That was pretty good. Okay. You might want to make a note of that.
0: Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, besides Dan visiting, I was just reminded that. <laughs> oh, the waiter would be pissed off, man. 12 oh, exactly. Okay. Oh. All right. Judas, what did you have? I didn't have that. <laughs> Fuck you, Judas. <laughs> Peter, uh, Paul, did you have fries? You had half my fries. Um, Dan visited yeah. on the weekend. Judas can afford this. <laughs> That's right. He got, the, got he got the, the payoff from the other. Just,
2: the was silver, it, how, many, yeah.
0: how many gold pieces did Judas get for selling out Jesus? Dan. (laughs) I don't know. Wasn't enough. I don't know. I don't remember anymore. Anyway, so Dan was (laughs) at my house and I forgot to mention that he also brought sweet Clifford and you can see Clifford in the background and Dan went out Friday night. So we Clifford sat. Rachel and I were there with Clifford and Stan. And at one point I got on the floor with the two of them and I was playing with both of them and Clifford who's 12 and Stan who's 10 started acting like puppies. Stan went up. He was really cute. Stan went upstairs, got his rope, brought it down for Clifford to play with. And, Watching the two of them play it was hilarious because, you know, Clifford's quite a bit bigger than Stan. And so Stan would try and get Clifford's attention. He'd like sort of do something. And then as soon as Clifford would move towards Stan, Stan would like turtle and go on his back. And <laughs> it was just really sweet. And then Clifford would respond by licking, Dan's, uh, licking Stan's uh, ball sack where it used to be. So <laughs> it was pretty funny because it was like fight, fight, ball sack, lick. Etc. So good mm-hmm. times. Except I will say this, and Dan mentioned it on the show, but poor Clifford's mouth is his teeth have gotten infected. So it's hard to tell which end of Clifford you're talking to because both <laughs> <laughs> his mouth sounds like or smells like his asshole. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable.
2: Like,
3: no, by the end of last summer, it was oh like, oh my he, God. Just being around him, it was like, yeah. Yeah, Hopefully he'll
0: But didn't stop me From holding his face Right next to mine And and kissing him Because he's an angel He is And he gives you Nice little licks Anyway he's a sweet boy Clifford Yeah
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah Dan Dan knows Well that's a tough decision You know You know That dental work Which costs like What a thousand bucks Eleven hundred bucks Twenty eight hundred Twenty twenty eight hundred Somewhere in there How much 2800 Holy Christ. I'd I live with the bad <clears throat> breath. Fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
0: Mm-hmm. Give yeah. him some Tic Tacs or whatever.
3: Jesus Christ, yeah. That's why I said uh, to Dan, I I'll pull know.
0: him out. I'll
1: pull him out yeah. for free. <laughs> yeah, well, it's that cost-benefit analysis, you know? It's like, well, do you do You deal? Do pull the trigger on that? You know, he's 12,
0: 12 to 13, and so, you know, 20. how much longer is he? 28 Oh bullshit I know I But you know what it's, If he weren't if, if it was just Clifford's breath It would be one thing But the, he's in a bit of pain Although again Dan you said that Oh is he Well like sometimes he, With his chewing It bothers him But I, I watched like He and I He and I And Stan Played together For some time With that rope And he was You know Biting down on it So But yeah It's a lot of dough man Am I gonna
3: be able To give him bones This summer yeah,
0: sure. Why not?
3: He well, takes it. He pain. takes
1: it. You know, like. Well, I don't know. Say he, if, he, if it's too much pain for him. If he doesn't want to do it, he won't do it.
3: That's the one thing but about I, Clifford I'm, too. Hey, Howard, you know this thing now. You don't give bones to a dog anymore, yeah. and I get it because. But he's he's got an iron gut. I've always given him bones, and it doesn't bother him at all. No, the reason they say you shouldn't give a dog bones nowadays is because
0: the if they splinter in their mouths and they get or they get caught going down. Right. You know, it can injure them. It's funny though, because I grew up just giving dogs scraps
3: and bones, and you know, chicken Doesn't bones be, and whatever. Okay, don't give a dog a chicken bone. Like it, like dogs don't go in garbage and pull out chicken bones and eat them, and you don't even know. For Christ's sake, half
0: the time. Yeah. Anyway, it was great seeing Clifford. It's a great scene, Dan, and um, yeah. you know, all of it was great. Hold on a second. I got. You got something going yeah, on. I got there. something going on. By the way, anyone that's noticed, all I've played for transition music this morning is sublime, so live with it.
3: Now, here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hella big wang, the quintessential anchor man, his voice is nice and low. Huh.
2: Dan Duran, the anchor
3: man, comes, asks for credentials, he has none, can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the Anchorman's here, he's prone to falling off his chair, but he's got a big wang so he don't care, and his voice
1: is nice and low. My voice is nice and
0: low. And now live from Lakeside, let's all pay attention because, you know, we gotta help this man pay for his dog's dental bills. Yes. With Humble and Friend <laughs> News, here's Anchorman, Dan Durand.
1: Putin loves Tucker. Right after Putin turned his Ukrainian invasion wet dream into reality, his uh, propaganda machine issued a memo instructing Russian media to highlight Tucker Carlson's broadcasts. Yay! According to Mother Jones, in a leaked twelve-page memo, it said it is essential to use as much as possible fragments of your of broadcast by Carlson. You should so thought, be proud. He should be proud. I think uh, he's kind of flipped. I've watched some fast cuts of his old stance and newer stance, uh, but uh, which is bizarre to me how things can just flip over and it's fine for all the weirdos. Uh, But he's uh, you know, I I just wonder when he's going to be sidelined if that's ever possible. I mean, how far does he have to go right on a major new U.S. network with high ratings before they just rein him in in some way? I mean, he just he's, he's off on his own, like they've taken other people off the air there, like Glenn Beck or whatever. Those kind of whackouts have been, but he's still there somehow. I don't know. I don't even like his delivery. It's never
3: no. I know. And the thing is, to do what he does, you know, whether it's for ratings, whether it's for money, but it's just evil-hearted. Like he's evil. He's an evil fucking man, and it's it's scary to think that the you know the powers that be. You know, but they say, you know, Rupert Murdoch, you know, he's not American. He doesn't give a shit about that country and what, you know, and the damage and the harm that that network is doing to uh, polarize Americans. I agree with you, Obviously too, Dan. Not,
0: yeah. I, I agree with you about his delivery. I just find it obnoxious. I, I mean, again, it's hard to tell do I hate it because I think he's such a dick. But just as a broadcaster, I find him very... You know, Weasley. Uh,
3: Weasley. That, that, yeah, he's Weasley. He's the, you know, he was the type of guy that, remember, at high school, he would have been the weasel guy you couldn't fucking trust and you want to slap across the face. That You know, that type of guy. Anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. mm mm-hmm.
1: Well, it's just just his, his professional delivery, if you're yeah, taking him. that's it, what I'm talking about. Removing all the rest mm-hmm. of it. I, I just, I've never really liked it. I couldn't even understand why. I mean, other than what, obviously it's what he's saying, but what, yes. his, what way he was saying it from the very beginning. I ever, mean, he's gotten you, mildly better, but it's but what,
3: horrible. But what or about horrible. when he sort of gets put in the spot and he starts that laugh? Like, that's how he gets out of sticky situations. He's He starts that sort of mocking laugh. Yeah. Tell me you don't want to drive the yeah. guy between the eyes then. But Dan asked, I think it's an interesting question, and you wonder, and, and
0: not that to be, I don't know that Glenn Beck ever had a, a spot on Fox, but I understand what you're saying. Right. A lot of those guys have been canceled or taken off, and yet for some reason, Tucker Carlson endures. But I went, the reason I went yay when you said that, is because I think Americans, even Fox Americans, at some point are going to lose their... Tolerance for how fucking weird this guy is in support of a country that we're not really officially at war with yet, but unofficially we are. You know, to, to Jackie Delaney's point this morning, like, you know, these are troubling times. You know, I'm no less worried about it. It's the first thing I look at every day is, you know, I'm, should I go? I don't even know what I would do. Like, what, what's to be done if all of a sudden we're at war with Russia? What are we going to do, the three of us?
3: I Yesterday, I felt like having a conversation. My daughter Melanie's here. Like, if should we have a contingency plan that if something breaks, we get in a car and just start driving north? Because, you know, we're the fourth largest city in North America. I got to believe that one of those weapons has Toronto on it. Like, if it gets to that point. And maybe that's wild and overthinking it, but that concerns me. If this guy has lost his mind, Putin, and who knows what they have in place, and that reaction is to attack North America. Honestly, don't you think we'd be on that list? Well, maybe. I, and, and as far as driving north, you're going to go like
0: to Muskoka. You're going to go to like uh, you know Howard, I don't Thunder know.
3: Bay. But, but let, when I, I don't. But when I it, see when I see what's coming out of Ukraine, all the young kids, seven, eight, nine years old, now their lives have been just what they're going through. I wouldn't yeah. want that to be my kids. Uh, and I, I I agree, obviously. Uh, yeah. But as far as uh, um, listen,
0: the attack. <laughs> I don't know the priority targeting, but I would say that Canada isn't the priority. There is going to be, if there was an attack, it's going to be a missile on an American city. It's the fallout of that that I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about I'm less worried about it coming to Toronto. I'm more worried about, OK, what if one goes off? What if there is one mm-hmm. cent? And mm-hmm. now we're in, now it get now the U.S. is going to respond Mm-hmm. whether it's in whether it's a direct hit or not, indirectly we're all fucked.- mm-hmm. like that's what yeah. I worry about. I don't even know what I would do. Am I taking money out of the bank? Am I going to go get Charlie and Spencer? Uh, are we drive into Stratford? What are we doing but uh, but even if it's just a limited mm-hmm. some kind of tactical strike and then the u s. responds, it's all over. We're just
3: hey, and then what do we do? If that happens, I mean there's a long list of fallout. Our retirements are shot. Absolutely. Our retirements are gone. This is what I mean. That's what's, you know, and again, that's sort of maybe where, you know, life is worth more than money. But that concerns me, too. You know, I the said stock this. It's a crash. I've said, yeah, and that's what
0: I, that's what I'm talking about. Even if it's a limited mm-hmm. tactical one off. Yep. Um, you know, I said this a couple years ago and I reminded both of you, we've we've had mm-hmm. this conversation You know, if you really, if you ever wanted to know what human beings were were really like, you thought the pandemic showed us, wait till you see Uh what happens with this. This is going to be like, you know, I, I don't know why I've been binge watching the entire series of Game of Thrones I think part of it is psychologically. I, I, I can't. The, the real news is too upsetting, so I'm watching, you know, fake wars between people who are dressed in hides. But my po- <laughs> my Did point. You already know how it's. Going to I already end? know how it's yes. going to end. They have fucking dragons. But here's the thing, you know, you want we're gonna we're gonna be in a situation we've never been in. Mm-hmm. Where our money's going to be worthless. You think mm-hmm. there was no toilet paper at the beginning of the pandemic? Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be chaos. And that's what worries me.
1: Mm-hmm. The uh, well, the thing. I mean, what, what's maddening about this is that there's no, there's no Putin not winning. Putin can't lose. So unless I mean, he's I mean, taken out by his mind, own people, thing, he's not gonna, he's not gonna back down. So uh, once you, so is this a like we do whatever it is? Is this just? Should, I guess the question is, should we take care of this now, or is it like the? Uh, in the time of the Nazi uh, thing, where the, the, the appeasement with back back in the day when they just let him take over a few countries, thinking that he's not going to keep going. I mean, this is like if, he, if his vision is for the reinstatement of the old USSR, I mean look, think of all the countries around, oh yeah, Ukraine no, that are now vulnerable, and then what's going to stop him there if he gets that far?
3: And to I what end? Know. Like I just don't. Yeah. Like he had the second biggest country in the world anyway. Like Jesus Christ, man! And filthy rich, and the world generally at peace. And I know there's exceptions, but like I just don't get it. How one guy, one guy, can fuck up so many? Like, yeah, I mean, he's worth two hundred billion
0: dollars. He's the president of the one, you know, one of the biggest countries. And meanwhile, now, you know, he's bombing maternity hospitals and cities and and. You know, I, when I say I, part of it is it's almost too upsetting to to watch the real world anymore. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Anyway, back to uh, the news, Dan. Durand, do you have a second story before we uh, let people, you know, no, get that's back to there? Pretty much
1: their- it. But I did want well, to just want to mention that uh, I don't know if everybody heard that uh, William Hurt did pass yes. away. Yeah, we were going to talk uh, about that.
0: Pro- prostate cancer. Uh,
1: is oh, was
3: that what? Is that what took him?
0: Yeah. Oh. He. Uh, I mentioned uh, that. For a lot of baby boomers, sort of the where it all began, the uh, was the big chill was kind of like the baby boomer movie, and then a William Hurt was also in Broadcast News and Body Heat and Body Heat was that with uh, Kathleen Turner? Turner? Turner, yeah, remember? Yeah, that was, oh, that was some sexy sort of his breakout role? Yeah, uh-huh. and and one of my favorite roles of Albert Brooks is in broadcast news, and William Hurt plays... He plays Dan Duran. He plays the good-looking anchor man. With egg on his head. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't know anything about the name. And uh, Albert Brooks, one of my favorite scenes in any movie is when Albert Brooks gets a, gets a chance to, to go on the anchor desk and do try and do what William Hurt does in the movie, and then he just sweats profusely. It's hilarious. William Hurt, though, Dan... You're an actor. William Hurt was famously a very difficult actor to work with. I heard Um, that, yeah. And I was reading this morning uh, about, you know, some of his, you know, his antics on set. And uh, here's a great quote. He was asked about his approach to acting. And he said something like, I give more by solving the truth than pandering to expectations and facile hopes. He said, I have agreed. Uh, Anyway, he goes on to talk about his process. And um, he said, my only obligation is to solve the truth of any piece. I don't owe anybody anything, including the director. And I just imagine, is that similar to your process, Dan, <laughs> where, where you're doing your movie roles?
1: Yeah, I, yeah my, my roles? I owe everything to the to the director. Yeah. I owe everything to everybody.
0: <laughs> that, that I don't have that at it. Do you have famous meltdowns on the set? I can't yeah, work yeah. like this. I'm this an anchor it. <laughs> Everyone off this set. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah. Anyway, he was in actually. I was in a series called Condor that uh, he was in as well. I never met him, but
0: were you really? I, yeah. Well,
1: that's and cool. There's still some things that haven't come out. There was pre-production that he was in, and uh, a couple of things that we may see him in yet.
3: You just wonder how a guy, you know, of that profile and obviously that wealth and access to the medical system, how how does prostate cancer like creep up on him? Because more often than not, right, it's l- too late of a diagnosis because they catch prostate cancer early, and it, it's, you know, usually no problem. <sighs> and you just wasn't up for those tests. Maybe. Whatever. You just... Yeah. It it makes me wonder. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter what your stature, what your, what your wealth, if you're just one of those guys that can't be bothered going to the doctor. Right. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean prostate cancer is one of those things that is pretty preventable and we've had many conversations yeah. here about getting yourself tested in yeah. a colonoscopy and sending mm-hmm. in your your duty to the government, your poop poo.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Get your The government wants a sample of your poo. Before the show, me nice and way? Howard went through
3: a real, a cool William Hurt routine. Oh. <laughs> 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 what? Ah. What?
0: i forgot i actually <laughs> thought was that was that today you mean two yeah. hours ago yeah that's right we do you want to it was at, it was like, like ap- when, he,
3: when he was dying did somebody look <laughs> at him and say does it, hey bill does it hurt no, It was
0: kinda it like Dan, it was kinda like a yeah. Abbott and Costello routine. Yeah. Where the doctor's hard of hearing goes, well, he's like, Of course it hurts. It's cancer. No, his name is hurt. What? If it hurts? No, <laughs> William hurt. I know he hurt. He's got cancer. And then yeah. it goes back and forth like
3: that. Will hurt? it will hurt,
0: yeah.
3: We were pissed we were pissing oh, our yeah. pants. We really enjoyed it. It was about five minutes of fun before the, <laughs> right. the show started.
0: Of course it hurts. No, his name is William Hurt. William Hurt? Is, is his name William Hurt? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So that was big. That okay. was a big. That was just before he asked you what time zone your cock was in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I guess the pre-show was better than, than the
0: show. Oh, it often
1: is. Always
3: in. <laughs>
0: Is. Always is. That's I'll tell you what. Good the pre- question. The pre-show definitely contains a lot more of him and I shit talking. Everybody. <laughs> and so I actually have to say this for you people. You want a little behind the scenes? I have to tell these two. Okay, listen. We're going to go live on Facebook. We have to stop this now. We have to stop talking about that person.
3: Yeah. I, I don't know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, that's right. Because you're you're just you're an angel. Um, okay, so uh, did we miss anything tomorrow? There's I've got a great Canadian tire story that. One of our uh, Hundy Peas, Debbie Lynch, sent us. I want you to watch that Fifth Estate. Dan, I'll send it to you, too, if you want. Oh, uh, yeah. It's sure. a great. Uh, it, uh, someone, I'm trying to think. I think one of our listeners, it might have been... Oh, no, I'm just, I just said it was Debbie. Debbie, mm-hmm. God damn, I'm an idiot. So Debbie sent that to us. I'm going to send it to you guys so that you can uh, get up to date. And anyone who... It's available, by the way. Just go on YouTube and put in... Uh, Fifth Estate Freedom Convoy. And you can see what I'm going to be talking about with Fred tomorrow. Very interesting. Very interesting to see the people behind it and who they are, who they really are. Uh, and then, of course, tomorrow the uh, president of the Ukraine is going to speak to our parliament, which will be interesting as well.
3: Yeah, I don't yeah, know where. It's, um, I, I'm looking, you know, I haven't even seen the Fifth Estate thing. Um, But I imagine afterwards, it's even going to reinforce... Like, I I don't even feel like having conversations anymore because I find it exhausting. We know who organized that. We know who was behind it. And, of course, it started out innocent enough. A lot of people went just out of curiosity and pitching in. But as it unfolded, it became clear what it was and who it was. Like, Mm -hmm. is that even a discussion? Like... Well,
0: I think you'll be surprised—not surprised. I think you just find, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not sure what, what the uh, woman. Am I allowed to say she's a female human who's interviewing, doing the interviewing? But she's amazing. Mm-hmm. She's very, very good. Mm-hmm. And I know it's CBC and their bias and Trudeau and suck it. Mm-hmm. But just have a have a look at mm-hmm.
1: it. You know, it's it's interesting. It's all it, it almost that whole thing seems so old news by by now to me. Yes. You know, except for conservatives, keep the conservative party keeps trying to, or people in the conservative party keep trying to bring it up, but or things about it, which is odd to me. But um, bring what up? Well, just you know, remnants of whatever the whole freedom thing and anything right. to do with it. They mm-hmm. you know to criticize Trudeau in any way whatsoever, <laughs> and it's it's brought forward it all the time. It's like let's move on, let's get to things that are important. You know? Well, I think you call that politics, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess so, but I just I don't see the reason to keep that one alive, and I just I don't think conservatives should hang their hat on that.
3: Yeah, it's like like when they used to pick on Stephen Harper for the sweaters he wore, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'd agree. I mean, that's not. No, I know. It's just I know. I I agree. It's aggravating because you know what they're up to, and it's like, yeah, right. Let's move on. Let's talk about what really matters. I get it.
1: The issues, the mm-hmm. stands that they take, whether it's good or bad, that's the conversation. It's not whether or not Yeah. You know, well, <clears throat> you trip on fall or have toilet paper attached to your shoe. None of that stuff's really
3: important. Howard, did we talk about this on or off the air, too, like in the United States right now? You know, there's an unwritten law, basically, that in times of world conflict, you support your president. Yeah, we talked about it on
0: you. the show, yeah.
3: You know, domestic issues are one thing. And, I mean, that goes on forever, like we just said. But when Biden is dealing with what he is in the states, everybody sort of stands back and you support your president. Mm -hmm. But what's going on down there, they're using that, you know, for for the midterms and the next election, his handling of whatever's going on. In Ukraine, and it's just you, that never used to happen.
0: No, we did talk about it on the show. What we yeah. did, what we oh, did didn't we? talk on? Yeah, we did. But what yeah, we okay. didn't talk on the show was this. I don't even know the word ass hat. Rand Paul mm-hmm. uh, wants to uh, get rid of what he calls the health dictator in chief. This man, Anthony Fauci, who's so demonized by the Republican mm-hmm. Party, and really for what? Because he wanted to maybe not have. 700,000 Americans die mm-hmm. that's the part that I found most fascinating and yes it's mm-hmm. true that you know the, the in the days leading up to the invasion of Ukraine and Donald Trump talking about what a genius Putin is and, mm-hmm. and Tucker Carlson mm-hmm. uh, and all these right wing idiots they've all stopped that but, mm-hmm. but as I said to you last week those comments will live on and mm-hmm. I don't know how even if you're a super staunch Fox Republican don't you remember when we all used to sort of gather together and Mm -hmm. and get behind the president or in our case the prime minister
3: anyway because you know that just feeds the shark I mean that's what Putin wants that's what China wants they want polarization they want conflict in the United States and these fucking idiots on, on on Fox or anybody else who wants to attack Biden through this they're just playing into their hands they just are because that's what they want. That's well, what they want to see. The greater good is not part of their uh,
1: yeah. Makeup. no, it's a good it, point. It's not. It's not just not a consideration at all. Mm-hmm. Just how can we spin this today to make more ratings? Is
0: all that they're looking at? Yeah. Um, and, and that's too bad because, and, and you know, as we began the conversation with you guys a second ago, I mean, it's worrisome, and I don't know. I don't really know where. I was saying to Jackie, like, what's the optimistic outcome? That the economics of this are going to be – will that be the thing that saves us? That the economics of how interconnected we are? Mm -hmm.
3: But, you know, and again, I can't – you know, worst case scenarios, you know, I talk about investment, retirement plans and everything being worth nothing. What about somebody today is buying a house – you know a house worth one point seven million but they've paid two point two million and three or four weeks from now the the what you said happens a uh, you know a bomb hits somewhere in North America and everything's absolutely worthless where are the banks gonna be in all of this all this money owed to them and uh, just think about it mortgage after mortgage after mortgage and all this money that they've put out like what do you do there's no money does everybody get to stay in their house or the bank's going to kick you out of your house to let it sit, sit empty mm-hmm. like just, anyway that's that's and that's just scratching the surface
1: well spring's just around the corner and
3: yeah. the, you know the leaves will start to uh, bud out and you know the water we're going to have that caterpillar <clears throat> problem again this year yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, you see, you can't find you can't find a silver line. Oh yeah, a Spring, Dan. What about if the bombs rip spring and the caterpillar? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. you know, as we talked earlier in the show about how wretched the weather was. Um, I did go out this morning with Stan, and it was the first time in a few days where I was like, oh, I don't feel like punching myself in the face because it's so cold. So it's going to warm up this week, everyone. It's going to be, I think, here in Toronto. 13 is a number I heard later this week. But most of the temperatures now are going to be above zero for a while. I mean, maybe this could be the could we not say this is the end of the minus. Like on Saturday, it was feels like minus 18. Yesterday, I took Stan to a dog park in the city. Rachel and I were there for less than 15 minutes. And I'm and I wear I was wearing a toque, which always makes me look like an idiot. But it was so cold. We couldn't stand there. Is my point. Well, the wind was crazy, right? Yes. The wind was the... The wind wrecks everything, Dan. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And so this week, what are we looking at? Except sailing. 14 on Thursday. 14 Thursday, 2, 9, 14, 8, 4, 7, 10. These are the numbers in the next
3: seven or eight days, so it's going to be fine. You go on about that. Sorry, all I can think of is an orphanage being bombed in Ukraine. You're talking about the weather. Well oh, I had to put a coat on And I, it was windy <laughs> Yeah Okay I could say the same thing You're talking
0: about What about the caterpillars No I'm talking about you right now I know I know <laughs> Okay fine
3: It was windy We oh, stood right. there it You're right i
0: fucking asshole You know I care more <laughs> You're right I care more about the wind Than the orphans Okay you're right And you care more about caterpillars Than the orphans Okay You know what else That's I the, care about All right All right This is what I care about Listen Cursing during your commute again do you find yourself living at work instead of working from home? Couldn't this have been an email? When it feels like all that's left is work hard, you know it's time to play. It's easy to find your next favorite game at Bodog.net. Play free casino games, get poker tips, and check out the latest sports odds.
3: Visit Bodog.net today. Hashtag yeah. make a play.
0: Uh, thanks to Jackie Delaney and uh, Jim... I shouldn't have started that sentence I didn't know the Jim, end of it Jim, Jim from yeah. uh, Age Safe Canada Dan Duran Will uh, you do us the honor Of saying so long to everyone Oh by the way speaking of uh, friends Our friend Jeff Lumby Checking in the host of Jeff and Julie moved to France during a pandemic Our guest tomorrow In the meantime oh, here's the very lovely Dan Duran this episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by GigSky, the retirement Sherpa,
1: the Chambers Plan, Bodog, Health Gauge.
3: Dan, you just froze. Dan has frozen. Dan, start Dan. Dan. He's completely frozen. Like, Yeah,
0: that whole thing, you just completely froze during the entire thing. Could you start that again?
3: Gotta do it again, Dan. You want me to start over?
0: No, no, just, uh, just list the sponsors. That's all we care about, really. This
1: episode of Humble and Fred? Yeah. Was brought to you by GigSky, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Bodog, Health Gage, Can of Havana, and GoDaddy. Yeah. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran, and about all the great things that were said on the show today, tell your friends. Tell them that Dan Duran told you. That was a good
3: drum break. Pick yourself up off the side of the road With the elevator balls and you with flash tones Members only hypnotizers Move through the room like ambulance drivers Shine your
4: shoes with your microphone